Blog Talk Radio. Alabama assistant, whose buzz has picked up 
in the last couple days. And we believe it will extend further to guys like Texas coach Charlie Strong and Houston coach Tom Herman. Will one of those four be Miami's hero? Or will the search go on and reach guys like Greg Schiano and Rob Chudzinski, maybe Rich Rodriguez, Gary Patterson, Kevin Sumlin, or more? And while the search unfolds, the Canes football team will travel to North Carolina Saturday and attempt to throw itself into the middle of the ACC Coastal Division race after spotting the Tar Heels two games by playing both Florida State and Clemson this season. If Miami wins on Saturday and can then beat Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh in its final two games, and Carolina were to lose again to either Virginia Tech or North Carolina State, the Hurricanes would find themselves in Charlotte the first weekend of December to play in the ACC title game. How amazing would that be? We'll talk about all of that and more tonight as we begin a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, it's your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We again have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. Feel free if you're driving around and you need to listen on your phone, um, that's fine. But just remember, if you want to come on the show, you need to hit the number one on your keypad, and that'll give us an alert and tell us that you're interested in participating. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. Can Miami get a Nick Saban-type coach and not spend Nick Saban kind of money? Well, here's what I would say to that. Urban Meyer and Jimbo Fisher have proven the last two years that you don't have to be Nick Saban to be successful in college football or do things exactly the way he does them. Every coach has their own personality and way of doing things, and there are several coaches out there on the landscape that when you combine them with the talent pool that will be available to them at Miami would have a chance for success. You know, predicting Nick Saban-like success is a very tough thing to do right now when you don't even know who the coach is. But make no mistake about it. If Miami makes this hire count and gets the right coaching staff in tandem with that coach, Miami can very quickly return uh, to relevance in college football. If Mario Cristobal does not get the top job, is there a realistic scenario by which he could still be part of a new staff and return to UM? Well, in coaching, anything is possible. Um, Without question, Cristobal's first priority right now at this stage of his career is going to be a head coaching job. And Miami won't be the only one that he's considered for. But if it doesn't work out and he doesn't get a head job, he is certain to be a target for anyone else who might get the job. And then the onus would be on the new coach to give him something to think about and make him make a decision on whether to stay at Alabama or come down to Miami. So without question, the crystal ball situation is going to be evolving. Uh, Can't really be predicted right now. You've seen, especially today, media outlets out there starting to predict that he's the leading candidate for the job. I'm not sure that that's really accurate, to be honest with you, but 
uh, he definitely is in the mix, and his future will be in limbo here the next few weeks as he finishes his season at Alabama and at some point uh, probably gets into a conversation with Blake James and his team of advisors. Uh, one candidate who might like Cristobal on his staff if he gets the job would be Rob Chudzinski. Is he a serious candidate? Well, those of you who have been following this know that Chud was just recently had his responsibilities elevated with the Indianapolis Colts, and I would find it hard to believe that he can become a serious candidate for this job just because of the timeline of what he's doing and, and his responsibilities in Indy and the fact that they might want to consider him for that head coaching job. And it's not out of the question that he gets considered for another coaching job in the National Football League. So right now, we're considering Chudzinski a long shot. If Miami decided he was their guy and, and they were willing to wait for him and, and you know made that clear, you know maybe Chudzinski would have more interest. We don't know the answer to that question. Um, but right now, we think he would be a little bit of a long shot. Would the Butch Davis relationship with Pete Garcia impact his potential interest in Mario Cristobal? Well, I would think that it would definitely be something that would have to be worked through. Uh, you know, without question, obviously, Garcia and Cristobal did not end on good terms at FIU with Garcia firing Mario. Um, but I think that that would be a, a bridge that would have to be crossed if Butch Davis got the job. And, and if he then decided that he's interested in Mario, um, then maybe the three of them would have to have a sit down or something along those lines and see if something could be worked out. And that, and, and first of all, obviously, Cristobal would have to be interested in a return to Miami to be on a Butch Davis staff. But I caution everybody, even though Butch Davis might be the favorite of a good bulk of the fans. And even though he has booster support and corporate support in the community, he is far from a slam dunk candidate in this derby right now. And I think you're seeing that as every day goes by and Miami shows interest in other coaches and, and engages in interviews, uh, that this whole Butch Davis fever, uh, um, there, there is a decent chance that it's not going to uh, end the way a lot of people want it to end. And I, and I think that if that is the case, and if there is another head coach, I think the Canes Nation is going to need to accept that and, and accept the reasons why the university might not have wanted to go in the direction of Davis, whether it be his age, whether it be the NCAA issues at North Carolina, which are a little bit of a red flag for a program that's still on probation right now and is very anxious after everything it's been through to stay out of the crosshairs of the NCAA and certainly is not looking to raise any NCAA red flags. So I, you know, I just think you have to be prepared for and trust whatever decision the administration makes in, in that regard and, and you know support the new head coach because the budget's in place, you know, from what we've heard, um, at least – an extra million dollars um, and possibly more has been thrown into the budget to pay whoever is chosen to be the head coach. So the money seems to be there to hire somebody very, very good and well thought of. And hopefully it, it will be what you guys can refer to as your hero or a hero and somebody that you can rally around and hope that that person can bring Miami back to relevance in college football. It has been mentioned that the school is willing to spend money for a top coach, as I just noted. 
But will they also ante up the money for assistant coaches? I think the answer is yes. I, I think that you know that'll be determined once they figure out who the head coach is. I mean, you got to go step one before you get to step two. But I, I think there's a willingness and there's an understanding that this is the time for Miami to step up its game. And, and I think that uh, it, it's a it's a university institutional decision that's been made from from the very upper reaches of the board of trustees. And so I think you're going to see a whole different mindset. It doesn't mean that they're going to throw $1.5 million at a coordinator. You know, just because you, you're willing to spend extra money does not mean that you have to throw it around foolishly. And that's what people, you know, I think have to separate sometimes. You know, we, we see so many comments on the message boards and stuff where people are correlating seriousness with the, with the number of zeros next to salaries and, and how much money they're paying people. You don't want to overpay. You know, like, for example, you know, Charlie Strong is, is going to be a candidate for the Miami job. I feel pretty certain of that. But Texas chose to pay him $5 million a year. Okay, was that really necessary? You know, probably not. That was Texas looking to flex their muscles and beat their chest and say, hey, man, we're, you know, we're one of the kings of college football, and we can afford whatever we want to afford. And, okay, you did that, but you've probably been overpaying them by at least $2 million a year uh, last year and, and then again this year. And, you know, you're going to probably be on the hook for some money going forward no matter what Charlie Strong decides to do. So, uh, you know, it, it's more about spending money wisely than than just spending money, you know, for for the sport of it. Why did Miami fire Al Golden and have a plan to move on with an early hire? Well, I don't think the two are related to each other, and, and I think that's where people are making the mistake. I've seen people posting totally false things on the message boards and stuff about how the university had to pay millions of extra dollars to release Al Golden early, more so than it would have if it had released him at the end of the season. And that is absolutely not true. The, the buyout was the buyout regardless of when Blake James pulled the trigger on the firing. And I think James very astutely felt at the point where he made that decision that it was time to, to move on and, and, and just remove the albatross of Al Golden's situation with it clearly heading towards a firing from the equation for both the benefit of Al, the university and the current players. And you know, I think you've seen everyone kind of like take a deep breath a little bit. The team's won two games. Uh, maybe they would have under golden, maybe not. Um, but I think right now you would have to say that the decision to replace coach golden was a good one at the time that Blake made it, but that does not mean that he has to rush to judgment on hiring Al Golden's replacement. Uh, they're, they're two separate issues, and I think he's going about this search in a very sensible way and, and taking his time. And, you know, I, I personally was very glad to hear uh, the rumors this morning that Mike Shula is not interested in being a candidate because I didn't like those rumors. And, and there's, there might be some others out there that have that have been circulating around that, that, that might be better than others. But I think, you know, you have to at least – have decent hope here as we sit here tonight that Blake James is going to find himself a good coach to hire, and he's certainly not putting a timeline pressure on himself. What about the football scoop article today stating that Mario Cristobal is on top of the list at Miami and that other coaches around the country have stated that they want to join the staff? 
Well, I will say this. Mario Cristobal is very well thought of, and he's very well liked. And I'm sure there's a ton of coaches out there that would love to move to Miami. And they know the kind of recruiting that would take place uh, under Mario's uh, reign, so to speak. And if, if you're a coach out there who has a passion for recruiting and getting after it, who would love to live in South Florida, you know, you're going to reach out to Mario and say, hey, man, you know, you get that job. Keep me in mind. You know, I'll come be on your staff. And I'm sure there is, you know, some of that going on right now. But I personally think that Football Scoop jumped, jumped the gun a little bit. Um, I, I think that Cristobal is in the mix. And, and maybe the proper language would have been near the top or around the top or one of the top candidates at Miami. And that would have been accurate. But if they're stating that he's number one right now and the guy with the inside track to the job – I think that's way premature. Nobody's interviewed yet. And although I do believe that Mario is going gonna, is gonna to kill the interview and do a great job just from what I know of him, uh, I think to label him as the leading candidate right now would not be very accurate. And I think Football Scoop might have jumped the gun a little bit there, regardless of whether Cristobal gets the job or not. Well, there's a football game this weekend. What are Miami's chances to beat Carolina? I think they're decent. I think they're going to have to play defense a heck of a lot better than they played against Virginia. I didn't like the effort level I was seeing out there. I mean, Virginia is just a terrible football team, and I guess it really didn't take much. But, you know, you're sitting there, and you're having to defend an onside kick that you almost lost in the final minute of the game. And I thought that game was way closer than it needed to be. And um, I personally was disappointed I, what I felt was a drop-off in intensity from the defense that I saw at, up at Duke to what I saw Saturday at Sun Life Stadium. Miami's going to have to rediscover that passion and intensity to, to go on the road to Carolina and, and have a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter. What aspect of the UNC offense poses the biggest test for the UM defense? I think without question, it's the run-pass threat of Marquise Williams. I mean, you saw what he did last week in Carolina's game against Duke. I, I you know, A, he's a run threat. B, I, I think he, you know, he had something. I, I can't remember the, the number, but he, he had just a ridiculous number of yards in the first half and just blew Duke right out of the stadium. So, I mean, this is a quarterback that's capable of exploding. They're going to have to do a, a good job on him. They're going to have to contain him in the pocket. They were able to do that last year. So they've played Marquise Williams before. They know what the challenge is in front of them. And so, you, you know, I do think Miami has a chance to win this game, um, but the onus is going to be on the defense to step up and perform a lot better, I think, than they did last week. All right, uh, let's get on with the show. Tonight, we're sponsored, um, as we have been earlier in the year, by Nuts.com, a great website, a great provider of snack foods. I'll tell you a little bit more about them uh, later in the show, but we're happy to have Nuts.com back on board with us this evening. Again, the number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, and we'll begin tonight in the 770, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Mr. Gary. Yes, sir. How you doing? This I'm is doing uh, James. I gave you a call. I was a first-time caller last week. Hey, welcome and, back. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I had to rush on what hey, I said hey, last week. It's addictive, isn't it? <laughs> Man, what are you talking about?
talking about. And this show, I, I'll tell you, it's the funniest team. I go around the country with the team, and, and all I hear from people, I mean, we've been doing magazines for 25 years, and we've had our website for 15 or so, and all I hear about now is this Tuesday night show. It's it's pretty funny. Man, it, 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 it's really addictive, i got to admit. I've been listening for a while. Like I said, I've, I've traveled quite a bit. I've been traveling quite a bit, but this is now I'm kind of more at home. I've been able to finally call in. But uh, I want to go ahead and start with uh, one thing that's funny, is that uh, has anybody read anything about Duke this week? I mean, I hate to bring that up, but I got to. You mean Carolina? How we went, what we went through last week. And, I'm about uh, Carolina. Funny, huh? You mean Carolina, don't you? You North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, yeah that's you what said- I'm saying. Well, well, no, what I'm saying, if anybody heard any stories, but, you know, how – that you know they was behind we they was behind in our game, but they was also well behind in the North Carolina game, and you know there was no talk about it. But it was all about oh they lost the game because of some bad calls, of course. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up because you know I I have a couple of uh, Duke fans as friends, and um, they owe me some drinks because some bets we made that how this week was going to play out, and just just say. Um, Looking forward to them paying up. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I, I think I think their coach and everybody else around their program spent too much time worrying about, you know, losing the Miami game by bad calls, and they didn't get themselves ready to go play North Carolina, and and, and they just got boat raced right out of the stadium. Thank you. Exactly what I, that's that's what calls the bet right there. Six, the point I made. Sixty-six points. Imagine that. Sixty-six points. Carolina scored. Right, exactly. Are you kidding me? Exactly to where they were saying that they like we got shammed by us so bad. It's like I, the bet was actually that I was I, I bet that North Carolina was going to get them down by the same amount of points or even more than what we had them down by, and it happened. And of course, I didn't. They didn't speak to me for the last few days, and I expect that. But they just need to pay up. And I'm, I'm going to be professional like Mr. D. Black, and I ain't going to say no names, but uh, Reg and guys need to, you know, they need to pay up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but moving forward from that, but the game this weekend, man, I uh, I enjoyed it. The defense did not show the energy. I want to pick it back on what you said. The defense didn't seem to have the energy that they played with the week before. And, but uh, I, st- I think the offense, uh, Brad did a great comeback game. And, I, I, I'm sorry, I hate got to say it, but Mark Walton, I love that kid. That kid is amazing to me. I love to see them both on the field together. I, I mean, not not no knock to Yearby, of course, but I, I love to see Mark Walton. He just brings that energy. He gets in and does what he has to do. And um, and did you see that lick he put on that linebacker crossing the goal line? Yeah, the only thing those two guys are missing, Yearby and Walton, is is speed. If they if they had breakaway speed. Uh, right. They would both both be just unbelievable running backs. I think they're good running backs, but I personally think that in recruiting this year, Miami needs to raise the bar a little bit at the running back position and, and look for more of a franchise running back, maybe even than, than what's on the board right now with guys like Travis Homer and Zach Moss. I I, I think that they yes. that a new coach coming in is gonna it needs to reach a little higher at that position. And the one thing I like is just that to me, and I like both, but one thing I do like about Walton is he he cuts quicker. He takes one more, he takes that one step and goes a little bit faster. And I like that. Yes, and he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but really with him just being at his age that he is, 
I'm not expecting him to really run away from too many people that's on the starting defense of any school because they're going to catch him because he's just young. But, I mean, I just love it. And uh, other, yeah, I'm but do, glad but do running backs really get faster? I mean, I guess, you know, Gus Edwards got a little bit faster from year one to year two, but they don't typically get a lot faster. Well, I don't think they, they, they get a lot faster, but I think they just still sometimes tend to get to me as they still take their one step, I think, in growth. To me, they learn a little bit more and not just develop in speed, but how to get in positions much faster where they can open up to, you know, be able to explode more downfield. Because, I mean, you might not have that raw explosion like a Dorsett or <clears throat> Dorsett and or Johnson last year, but I think at, I think running backs can get quicker at what they do or more explosive than what they do because they can get, get – if they get in that hole when it's there and if they and if the line is blocking and if they get there untouched, they can get wide open real quick. And that I know that – and some of them have just better top-end speed. Some of them got track speed and some of them got field speed. So, but, you know, I just think sometimes I think it can be helped, but just depend on the guy, how he runs. Yep. All right, so what else you got for us today? Anything else? Well, just uh, other than that, man, uh, I just wanted to say real quick, I was glad to see finally that, uh, I mean, with Stacey Coley, that I'm glad to see him actually celebrate with the team and not just showing up our opponents and save us the 15 yards. (laughs) And uh, on the coaching situation, I just wanted to say, uh, I know I called and I said last week that I was a Butch Davis fan. I didn't get to elaborate on it. But I like Butch, but I but I wanted to say also I wanted Butch to get it, but I think Mario Cristobal is the future. If those two could come there in some kind of way. Krzyzewski, after this week, what he had, and then Indy, I think he might be. I think he might be off the board. I think Indy's going to probably do what they can to keep him there. So, but um, other than that, man, those are my two. I think those are top candidates. Butch or Crystal Ball won't be upset with either one, and uh, that's it. But if you don't mind, please keep me on hold, and I keep listening. All right, and don't and don't sleep on you know one of the other guys I mentioned too by the name of Charlie well, Strong. I, you know, he, he's another well, one yeah, that could, and, and, that could right, get in the mix and, here. Yeah. Right, and so it just just depends on how that deal will work, you know. <laughs> yep. You're right about that. All right, hey, thank you for being part of the show again. Give us a call next week. All right, you have a good one, man. You put me on hold. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048. Remember to hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 757. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Kane? How you doing, man? It's Kane Kane one. How you doing, What's buddy? What's up, Kane Kane? You've been stirring it up quite man, a bit on the message get... boards. Man, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm always on the message boards. But you said it's our show. So I'm going to get this Did off you... my back the last time. The last ahead, time. I ain't mentioning it no more. You know what I'm coming with. But first of all, I let really me get a be... shout-out to B Black, because I got in contact with him. Let me get a shout-out to um, Warren Zero and Honey. Talk to all of them on the phone. For all these people out there that keep talking that mess about me, call me. A real man talk. That typing mess on the computer, that ain't nothing. Okay. Man, I know you don't know, but I'm just going to say it because people get on me and I ain't even no more on the board. I'm done. I ain't but three games left. But I feel, and I just heard the young man say, well, you all did do good. And yeah, but neither one of them got breakaway speed. But like Warren Zero said, can we just get him to get five carries or even punt returns or kick returns? He did one kick return against Clinton. And I, don't, I ain't going to laugh right long on it, but 
The man has been there two years. They messed up one year. That was golden. Now, this year, I remember your boys at the beginning of the season, short yard until he'll get a couple kids. He still ain't got them. Uh, in the Duke game, he didn't get it. And what you going to call it, fumble the ball? What is it, guys? You got to know something. Well, my first question is, what's the obsession? I mean, why aren't people? It's not an obsession, guys. It's not a man of change. Jake O'Donnell. It's not as good as give a man a chance. Man, I, you know why? Because in fall ball, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, let's worry, about, let's worry about the fourth string tight end. Why isn't Jake O'Donnell getting more rest? I, I just don't get it. I mean, obviously he's no, not. No, no, no. It ain't about it ain't, it ain't about getting it. It's about talent. It's about okay, but, what but I he, saw in fall ball. He, Hold on. In fall ball, you didn't even report this, Gary. You didn't report nothing. I went even inside to you, and they were reporting how good Gray was doing. The first day. He put on pads, he was running. He he See, it's a bunch of BS. There's a bunch of fake fans around here. And we knew he was not be real. We knew it. it. You know, he was the fourth running but, back in training camp. We knew he wasn't going to play. When Gus Edwards got hurt, he moved up to number three, and he's still not exactly. playing. That's what we were doing, right? Well, nice. You'd be okay. okay. But if he's okay. right there, why not run him? Y'all, nobody's making sense to me. can't play everybody. Mark Walton's only getting a game. That's, that's a lot because Golden be blowing everybody red shirt. Look at your boy Taylor. He played two or three down. Oh, wait. Uh, all right, that's so a whole, you can't play everybody, right? He, he right, wasted wait, scholarship. One debate at a time, okay? I agree with you on the red shirt issue. You know that. Okay, but I, okay I'm, well, I'm, new I'm coach. Just, I told you I'm I, done with it. I ain't got no more to say with it. I'm done. Like I said, right. new coaches see everything. Maybe I'm blind. Now, with coaching, it's not man, a matter of way. He plays so many guys. I'm, just, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I told you I'm good, baby. I'm good. Let me ride. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We'll wait till a new coach. We'll wait till a new coach. Man, do you really think we should hire Crystal Ball if they do with a 27 win and 47 losses? Do it make sense? We just got rid of gold. They may. They, let's talk about that for a minute. They may or may not hire Mario Cristobal, obviously, okay? He clearly is one of the top four or five candidates that they're looking at right now. Maybe he gets the job, maybe he doesn't. But the thing that people must get over is his is his record. I mean, like, put in perspective what he inherited at FIU, a program where everybody was on basically academically ineligible. They, they had no football facility. They had a, no weight room. They, the football team was lifting weights literally in a closet in the basketball gym. And and I know that's true because I personally saw the closet. I couldn't believe what I was looking okay. at. Okay. You have yeah. no idea. No idea. Seriously. You know, I don't. How bad I don't have no that idea. program was when when he took that thing over. Okay. So you know people got to stop using the record. No. As a reason to okay. as a reason of, wait. You, let me talk for you're you're using the record as a reason for disrespecting the guy, and you're and you're not right for doing that. Now let's look at the record in in depth. Okay, first year, not right? Year Kane came. Okay, Go listen, ahead, man. Go ahead. Listen, Go ahead. listen, listen. Year one, two thousand seven, one and eleven, a total disaster. Right. The next year, they won five games. Okay, the year after that. They they won they won three games, okay. So things aren't looking great, right? Now Keep year going. four, year four, when they've had a chance to recruit, okay, you you got up to um, I think it was seven and six, yeah, seven and six, and they went to a bowl game and they won the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl. Now, let me point something out. Mm, they did better than us then. 
no, no, listen to me. No, it has nothing to do with the record. That's what I'm telling you. FIU was playing three, at least three money games every single year. So they, 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 they had three losses before they even started. Including those couple years when they had a decent team and they went they went eight and five in 2011 and went to the Beef O'Brady's Bowl. So mm-hmm. he went to back to back bowl games with FIU had totally turned that program around. Now in 2012 it all fell apart. And if you want to look at something from a, ne- a negative point of view, um, I, I think that that would be what you have to look at would be that 2012 season. What the heck happened? Why did they take a backward step? Uh, a from eight and five. Back- yes, sir. From eight mm-hmm. and five back to three and nine, and That's you know fair. so, but 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 everything else that has to do with the record is just not a fair analysis because okay, they had nothing. You're right. You're right. But the last right, two right. years they failed. They real failed. Now eight and five and three and nine, something was wrong. But That's since almost then, like gold. Almost like since, gold. Since then, he spent three years at Alabama under Nick Saban. And is this a good enough pedigree at this point of his career to get the top job? We'll find out over the next couple of weeks. Um, I do not believe the Football Scoop report today that he's the top candidate right now. I don't think that's accurate. Um, but he's definitely in the mix. He's going to get an interview, and I can tell you he will blow the interview away because he's that type of guy. He's that intelligent. He understands the, the Miami program. He understands what it needs, and he's going to walk in there, and he is going to wow Blake James and his advisors. I can tell you that okay. without question okay. right now. You got, so what, you, you, you got that. But you know what? There, if I was the BOC, if I was the big boy, and the way the fans and some of the big money people, they saying they want Bush, I care what they want. Because if Bush don't do it, ain't a damn thing nobody can say. Fans can't complain or nothing. But if you go out here and say Chris Ball is the man, and a lot of high school coaches I've been reading really say he's the man, he's the future, I ain't got nothing to There's two concerns with Bush. If he don't produce, there's two concerns with Butch, and neither one of them have to do with producing. You, you could start with age, which is not insurmountable, but it's it's tough to hire a 64-year-old football coach. I mean, let's be honest. And yeah. then uh-huh. and then the, the, the biggest thing is the NCAA issues at North Carolina. And even though Butch was oh, exonerated. Man, that stuff was there before he got there. What? I understand, I understand that. But there's nobody with intelligence in major college sports that is buying that the head coach knew absolutely nothing at all, no, absolutely nothing at all. And, and maybe this is unfair to Butch, but I think there's, there's going to be skepticism there that he knew absolutely nothing at all. And, you know what? That's a possibility. Might, You're right. Let it's me a possibility. Just something else. might get past that, okay? You might be able to get past that and give him the benefit of the doubt. But how about the decision to hire John Blake? Okay, and and I would have no problem with the University of Miami hiring Butch Davis. Um, As you know, I spent a lot of time with Butch on the phone a week or so ago. He totally impressed me. I loved his plan. I loved his energy and everything else. But you can't knock anybody, uh, whether it's Blake James, one of his advisors, or anybody else, for questioning Butch's decision to hire John Blake. And, And that reeks of bad judgment. Uh, as it pertains to NCAA issues. And Miami is still on probation. And Miami doesn't want the NCAA red flagging it for anything 
much less its hiring of the football coach. And I think that, as much as anything, is what might be holding up a Butch Davis hire. Uh, and just, just, just the the, the fact that he's going to have to explain in some pretty good terms, I think, you know, why he made that judgment. Because that was a terrible judgment and a, and a terrible mistake on Butch's part. Everybody, know, and anybody who knows anything about college football knows what John Blake is all about, and he had a reputation that preceded him for at least a decade. And you know, I, I think those are the barriers right now that Butch Davis has to overcome. Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to let you go. Well, if we don't get him, go get Charlie Strong. I'll take Strong. I'll take Strong over Christopher. That's just my opinion. I'm going with records. I know what you're going to say. Call me what you want. No, no. Well, you know, Charlie Strong has a deeper resume. He's been a head coach at more high-profile institutions for longer, and maybe is, is a shade more proven right now as a head coach than Mario Cristobal, and and could make the argument with all those Dade County players that he recruited up to Louisville that they have an equal ability to recruit South Florida. And I don't think you could argue with with any of that. Uh, the Cristobal camp would tell you that he went up to Louisville with his FIU team and he beat them with, with a team mm-hmm. n- not as good as what they had when Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback. And, I was uh, that game. I watched from, it. So well, FIU went up there and beat them, okay? So yeah. that's what the ball camp after with. Like, okay, that's all great. We're equal in recruiting, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, we, he, we went up there with FIU and we beat them. So, you know, no clear-cut solution here. I think the interviews are going to determine who gets the job, but I think all of these candidates are legitimate and they should be maybe treated with a little bit more respect by the fan base because they all have their pluses, they all have their negatives. But I don't think if you hired any of these guys that you would be sitting there and saying, oh my God, what a disaster. You're right. Well, you can leave me on hold, Gary, and I just give a shout out to my boy Charles, you whack Charles, if I don't cover the game because you said if I don't cover the game, but I got car problems, so I'm trying to figure out a way to get this Carolina game. It ain't easy when you ain't got no new ride. But uh, thank you, sir. Keep me on. Hey, have a great week. All right, Kane Kane. I hope I hope you get up there, and uh, if you do, and it, hopefully you'll say hello. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 850. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing tonight, Gary? I'm great. Who's this? Uh, this is Travis up here in Tallahassee. What's up, Travis? Welcome back. After hearing, yeah, appreciate it. After hearing that last call, man, I'm sorry. I'm still on the uh, tip that if Mario Cristobal is the next head coach, it is a disaster. It, I just, I have no faith in this man, other than the fact that you can say he can recruit better than hey, anybody why, on why? our Let me ask you why. Why do on you our hot have, list? Just out of curiosity, because you're not have the experience. He doesn't have the experience to take over this job. As we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, this, this job has to be done properly this time around. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no room for errors or anything like that. And he just doesn't have the resume to, to take over this job right now. If we weren't in the predicament that we are actually in, then sure, he'd be a great candidate, and I'd have no problem with him. But we can't make another coaching mistake, and that's where I'm coming from with that. Well, you just heard me talk about why Butch Davis would not get the job. I think if you're talking about Mario Cristobal and he does not get it, that would be the reason why. Right. And is it really an A, B, and C? You got Butch Davis, Cristobal, and Charlie Strong? or it, how, No, I don't think so. That, I think that's the start. I think that's where it's starting. 
I, I think it could end somewhere else. I, I, I think there's just a good chance that it could end somewhere else as one of those three gets the job. Right, right. All right. Um, I, I'm – Another, a different topic. I kept reading all week long. I just want to get your opinion on it. Um, Duke Johnson not being allowed into the game because of a backpack. What, Stup- what happened stup- there? What's the true story? Like, well, it, it's stupidity. But I, I blame. You know, it, Duke is just as much to blame as anybody. I mean, you know, who who thinks they could just show up at a stadium? and talk their way through the door. I mean, you have to have arrange for tickets. You call in advance. You say, I'm coming to the game. They leave you tickets at will call, and or they leave you a credential or whatever they want to leave you. And, I mean, there's there's multiple places they could have left it for him, whether it be at will call, whether it be at the entrance where recruits go. I mean, I find it hard to believe that Duke went to where the, the support staff for football is, is sitting, waiting for recruits to come to the game, and that he went to see them and they said, hey, Duke, you can't come in. You know, so so honestly, I blame Duke for this whole thing. And he shouldn't have tweeted about it either and made the university look bad. Because there is no way that I'll believe that if he had done either of these things that I just spoke about, that Duke Johnson wouldn't have been allowed in that game and wouldn't have been treated like a king. Well, are we allowing players back on the sidelines? No, they, they don't now have the golden gone. They don't have players on the sidelines. You know, right now, and and I think a, a lot of that is because of the problems that they had with the NCAA and and stuff like that, and they're trying to limit some some of those situations. Maybe you'll see it return in a more in a controlled way in the future. But the problem is, if you let one down there, you got to let them all down there, or they get offended. And they chose to instead create a hospitality area up in the club level uh, for those players to hang out and eat and drink and have a good time. And you know, I, I personally don't have as much of a problem with it as some people have. I don't think you could have 50 former players running around the sideline in the bench area. No, but I mean, you could definitely have a rotation or something like that. I mean, that's yeah, one of our yeah, biggest selling points, especially in that stadium, you know? I mean, yeah, at least to have the captain. camera focus in on them. There's ways yeah. to do it. Honorary captains it, each week, you know, maybe two or three yeah, honorary something. captains. Every yeah, there's time I see one of them, it's Clinton Portis. It's like he's the company man. Okay, we're going to put Clinton Portis there. I understand last week he was oh, going no, 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 in no, some no. Hall of Fame. The only reason that that was the case was Clinton Portis had a media credential last year because he was working for the ACC Digital Network. He's not working with uh, them. You haven't seen him on the sideline this year. But no, he right, was not. Right, except for that last game, yeah. He was not getting preferential treatment, right, because he got honored. But he was not getting preferential yeah. treatment as an alumnus. He was a, He was a member of the media, believe it or not. Ah, okay, okay. Well, that that makes sense. All right. Uh, I was wondering about that. I'm like, why is every week I see Clinton Portis down there and there's nobody else standing there with him, just him <laughs> throwing up a U. All right, well, uh, that's pretty much all I got in for this week, Gary. All I, all I really got to say is please no crystal ball. And hearing you say that uh, Chud is pretty much off the board too, that was a blessing. If we can just get Shiano on that same page, it would be a great day. <laughs> Go Butch <laughs> Davis. You got it. Thanks, right, thanks for being, thanks, thanks for being part of the show. All right, I got some breaking news for you guys here tonight. Uh, running, we were just talking about the running back recruits, and I was telling you that I felt like they need to upgrade their recruiting at that position. Um, well, we've learned that Zach Moss has decommitted this evening from Miami. Uh, I personally don't 
think that that's a big negative. And and I'll tell you something else. The Pulley kid that decommitted, I don't, I don't think that that's a big deal. I, I do think Uchi is a big deal, and I think Amon Richards is a big deal. But I also feel that when the new coach comes in, he's going to have a chance to re-recruit both of those kids and that there's a chance that those two could end up back in the class down the road. But uh, So Zach Moss has decommitted. That leaves just one running back left on the board, um, Travis Homer. And I think that's a great thing because it allows the new coach to go out and find himself what hopefully will be a big-time stud running back, which I think this program needs in this recruiting class. All right, moving on. Um, let's now go out to the 773. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Of course. Hey, Gary. It's Billy in Austin. How are you? Hey, what's up, Billy? What's going on in Austin? I've been talking about your boy Charlie Strong here tonight. I think he's going to be a very serious candidate for this job. What are you hearing there? I I tune out all the UT stuff for the most part. Um, on that note with him, um, some would argue he's never done anything much without Teddy Bridgewater. What are your thoughts? I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I, there, there's issues with all these candidates, and, and none of them are absolute guarantees. But here's what I do know. Whether it's Butch, Cristobal, or Charlie Strong, you have three guys that would kill recruiting in South Florida. And um, Charlie Strong, I think, would put together a phenomenal coaching staff. Um, I think he would take a run at Cristobal if Cristobal doesn't have a head coaching job. Um, but even beyond that, I think he would put together a, a very good coaching staff, and I, I think he would have a chance to be very successful. I think he would kill recruiting in South Florida, and you would have a lot fewer problems of, of guys leaving town than you've had here the last five, six years. Uh, so, you know, yeah, con- concern in terms of his coaching pedigree as a head coach, but he's an experienced guy. He was a defensive coordinator in the SEC for a long time. He's been a head coach now, I think, what, six years? And, uh, you know, I think you have to take him very seriously. I agree. I think you, you know, kind of like a couple callers ago with Mario, you know, looking at the record, he just, Charlie just does not fit the Texas job. There's a lot more to it than just X and O's, and I think that's what he does best. He doesn't like the long run network. He doesn't like dealing with the boosters. And you know, I think that could be a positive at Miami. I don't know what you know, what your, you know how it is you know, at our end, but I know here in Texas, everyone wants to say because that's the Texas culture for you. Well, I, and I think the biggest thing there is that's a that's a five year rebuild at Texas, and they're not going to give him five years, and he knows it. So yep. he must he must as well get out now. Sure. Um, let, let's. Let's kind of shift to 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 the butch. You know, I know you've addressed it in detail. I've listened to you. You know, the program has failed miserably on their last three hires. The safest thing would probably have to be Butch Davis. And looking at it from a macro level, put fans in the seats the quickest. Do the does the administration have a good glimpse? how bad the fans want Butch Davis? Oh, there's no question. I mean, how could they not have a glimpse? I mean, they know they they see the polls. You know, he's trending what 70% on the Kane Sport poll, you know, which I think sure. is obvious. I mean, I know I'm I'm biased, but I mean, I think the fans that we have on Kane Sport are, 
you know the the best fans out there, and he he's a, he's 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 got seventy percent of the vote in, in our poll. So I mean, they see it. They they know how much support he has. The the boosters, the, the top money people in the program, the two the two really the three of the top money people in the program are all lined up behind Butch. So uh, they absolutely know how people feel about Butch. But but that's not the reason why you hire or don't hire somebody. And Blake James's job is to detach from that and weigh all the pluses and minuses. And I understand that when I detach and look at it objectively, I understand why there would be a concern as it pertains to the NCAA, even though they exonerated Butch, that, that the hiring of Butch Davis will attract the NCAA's radar. And, they're, they, and they would be keeping an eye, even more so than they already are with Miami on probation, on every little thing that Butch Davis and his coaching staff do. And, you know, that's a lot of pressure in today's world of college football. Uh, you know, where, where you know, and, and I can understand why it's a concern. Again, it is. I think going back to this, something real quick, his age, he's been out of coaching for a few years, so he's probably the 63, 64 is more like 61 or 60. Um, yeah, I don't see the age you, as, as, as as big a problem. Exactly. It's, it's not really an issue. I think, you know, winning at North Carolina is a hell of a lot harder. I wouldn't say it's not it, an it's issue. It's not as – they're blowing it up to be bigger than it is, I think is a fair way to maybe – assess that concern. Um, I think winning at North Carolina is a heck of a lot harder than winning at Miami. So if anything, you would like to think, and again, you just never know that Butch Davis would be, you know, squeaky clean because he doesn't need a John Blake to win at Miami. Um, that That's, you know, I'm, I'm assuming is the card he will probably, you know, he's not going to admit to it, but I think a lot of it is, you know, playing, you know, winning at Miami or having the recruiting base in Miami, you know, you don't have to go to extreme measures the way you do at other schools, especially at a basketball school. Um, what are your thoughts, Gary, on Mario? Again, I'm not as down on, on, on Mario as, as, as some are, but, you know, we talked about Al Golden <laughs> coming from a small-time program. I know FIU's in Miami. I know Mario's a Miami alum, understands maybe the culture, but... He's not, he wasn't a power five guy like, like Dennis was or like Jimmy was. What are your thoughts on the bright, you know, the lights potentially being too bright, even though he might sound like a good fit, kind of like Al did? You know, I think if you're, if you're looking to poke holes in his candidacy, that's it. You know, and, and uh, you know, I just come at it from this perspective. I think the guy needs to be back in this program. I, I, I just, you know, whether he's the number one guy or the number two guy, sure. I, I think he needs to be back in this program. I think that if he had stayed in the program when Al Golden hired him three years ago, Al Golden would still be the head coach. I think that's how big of a difference maker this guy is as a recruiter and as a presence and a representative of the program. And when you have a guy like that who's your guy – he belongs in your program. I mean, how many more years are you going to have at Alabama or, or even if he gets the Central Florida job or South Florida job wreaking havoc in South Florida in recruiting to your detriment? And you can't blame him. He has a job to do. So sure. I, I think somehow, some way, they, they need to get him back into this program. That's why you see me uh, appearing – 
to be, you know, some people think I'm biased or, 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 or whatever I'm being accused of on the message boards, but it's, it has, it's not that at all. It's that I recognize the talent that this guy has, and I, and I recognize the fact that he's a difference maker, and just like you would want a five-star wide receiver on your team, you want a five-star coach too, and Mario Cristobal is a five-star coach, and maybe they'll decide he's not seasoned enough for the head job, and that will certainly be where he gets the most scrutiny, uh, but without sure. question, you know, I think he has a place in this program, and they need to find it okay. for him. Okay, let's quickly shift gears to the, to the actual team. Um, one thing that I've we've talked about in the past is the way the team practiced. You mentioned when Larry took over, it went up significantly. How has it been since kind of the emotion of Dana Smith passing? Is it still at the level that it needs to be, or is it was a kind of an emotional high that's now faded? as we saw the lack of effort from the defense this past weekend. Yeah, I thought it faded last week. <laughs> you know, I, I think the offensive line suffered a little little bit when Trevor Darling got hurt and they had to bring Alex Gall in, so it's kind of hard to judge those guys. But I didn't think the defensive line played even 50% of the effort level that they showed up at Duke, and, and I think that's concerning, and I think they better get it back quick or else they're not going to finish off this season in a very good way. You know, you just can't sure. you can't play lackadaisical anymore in college football. I don't care who you're playing or what conference you're in. That Virginia team is horrible. They're as bad as can oh. be. And, and they took Miami down to the deep state the the, the last minute of the fourth quarter. On it, the it road. felt like it felt like Golden was coaching that. That was a Golden game is what it felt yes. like. The Duke game did not. Um uh with you know, I know Al's gone, but I think I wanted your, your input on. I mean, my cousin talked about this the other day. David Njoku redshirted last year, and boy, I think he's going to be, you know, one of the next greats. What are your thoughts on, on him, you know, emerging into being the next guy from, from tight end you? I think he's a superstar. I, I think he, he, whether he's an H-back or a receiver or a tight end, you could line him up anywhere you want. I think the kid's a superstar. And, you know, when I was asked before the season who I thought would be a player that would emerge this year, he was the, he was the guy I mentioned every single time. And, is, he a, um, is he a little thin? Does he look a little – the black uniforms, are they look stunning. Not really. Um, no. I mean, he's exactly where you would want him. I mean, he's thin if you're looking for a 260-pound tight end, but that's not really what he is, you know. Yeah, he's I, I a think guy he's, that can move I, around and, and and make plays, and he's still just learning. I mean, he's just scratching the surface. This kid, to me, yeah. with, with an offensive coordinator that's committed to featuring him, I, I think he's a superstar. I really do. I, I agree. I think having Stacey Coley back, being able to run the the seam and, and the slants, and now adding Njoku to it, um, has just made Brad's job, you know, so much easier. But I just think looking at him and. You know, kids, if you're in an Al system, redshirt, if you redshirted, it means you were a bad player, basically is how Al treated redshirts. You know, he took that year, he developed, and now he's took maybe a step back, but he, he slingshotted, you know, a year forward. And and um, I just wanted to make sure that uh, <laughs> looking at him that uh, that he has that next elite, you know, draft potential type, uh, type status. Oh, so that's oh all there's no Gary. doubt. Um, he will be an NFL football player. There is no question about it. Great. Well, that's all I got. If you could put me on hold, that would be uh, awesome. You got it. Uh, thank you, as always, for being part of the show. Yep. All right. Uh, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 240. You're live on Kane Sport Live. 
What's up, Gary? This is D Black. Hey, what's up, D Black? How you doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, let me get a shout out to my man Kane Kane. We've been conversating <laughs> on the telephone. You know, how's that been going? Con- has it been has it been friendly? Of course. I mean, he, you know, he, he likes me. We we enjoy each other's conversation. It's nothing. It's um, it's friendly. It's not. It's it's not. You know what I'm saying? No malice. It's friendly. That's my guy, right there. Um, he's even gonna donate. You know, twenty five dollars to my to my son's GoFundMe page because my nine year old his team advanced to play for a national championship down to Kissimmee, Florida, in December. So he's even gonna make a donation of twenty five dollars for the cause on my go on my GoFundMe page. So I appreciate that, Kane Kane. Um, but you don't um, have a, you don't have yeah. anybody to give him a ride up to North Carolina this weekend, do you? He's looking for a ride. No, no, I don't have anybody that would give him a ride. If I was close. If I was closer to him, then we could make the ride. We could make the ride together. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> uh, All right, what you got for um, What's your wisdom um, this week? Uh, just a few things. Uh, Bevin, uh Najoku, he's going to be an absolute monster. He's a, he, he's a, he's a, he, he's too big. For, he's too big for line. He's too fast for linebackers, and he's too big for safety. So they need to talk to him as much as possible. You know, he reminds. And I don't don't get it twisted, everybody. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying his body looks like he looks like a young T.O. If you look at his body and how he's built, he looks like a young T.O. Not well, he doesn't have the kind of speed though. I think he's more like a young Kellen Winslow, personally. I mean, yeah, I mean, he could be in there too, but he's. I mean, he, if you if you remember how how uh, Terrell Owens came into the NFL. He reminds me he's not as tall as T.O., but his physique is just like that. I mean, Keller Winslow was a, a well-put-together uh, tight end. So, I mean, either or, it's, I mean, it's apple or orange. I mean, either or, they're both great players. But I think he's going to be truly dynamic if they target him more. Um, the running back position, the running back position, we definitely need a back with breakaway speed. Okay? We definitely need that. We definitely need that into this program, like you said. I'm gonna piggyback off of that, and um, and I understand what a lot of people are saying as far as wanting to see um, you know, Tyron Gray get a couple carries. I I I understand it to a degree. It's like you never know what the young man can do unless you put him in the game. But the now, coaches know that they're in practice. I, they have practice every day. So so I mean so my question so my question to you and the and the coaches would be. So what are you going to do with this young man? Is he going to sit the bench for four years, or are you going to find a position where he can excel and help the team? See, because that's where coaching comes into play, Gary, which we do not have. If well, you I have an that's... athlete, if you have an athlete of his caliber, then you need to see what he can do. Maybe he can help you on the defensive side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he can play linebacker for you or strong safety for you. But it's all about being a head eye for talent and evaluating that talent. Like Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp was a tight end when he first came to the University of Miami. He wore number 84. But they said, you know what, young man? You may do best putting your hand in the dirt. And they switched him to D-tackle. And look what happened. He's a Hall of Famer. So you've got to have that eye for talent. Jimmy Gunn used to do it all the time. Take safeties and make them linebackers. Take big linebackers and make them deep. Put them on the D line. So we go. Uh, you know, the, the new coach is going to have to evaluate that when he evaluates the roster. 
You know, when, when exactly. a new coach takes when a new coach takes over a program, I don't have to tell you. He, I mean, he's going to sit down and he's going to go player by player, and he's going to have to evaluate all these guys, he and his staff. And you're, you're absolutely wait, 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 wait. No, go ahead. Oh, I said you're absolutely right. He's going to have to evaluate. Now, my question is, say if Gus Edwards would have never got hurt, right? Say if Gus Edwards would have never got hurt, would all three of those backs be getting play? Gus Edwards, Walton, and Gibby? Probably yes, but but I think that Walton, instead of getting nine, ten carries a game, would be getting maybe two or three or four. So it would have been so so that would have been a waste. So you should have just registered him then, right? Well, you why know I him, what? you know I feel that why, way. Yeah. So why give him? Why waste him and give him two, three carries and potential get injured on two or three carries when you should just redshirt him, let him get bigger, faster, stronger, and also to yes, running backs can get faster, Gary. When you come out of high school, you you know depending on what high school you went to, you're not really in the weight program. You really don't know how to run. You really don't have a running technique. And once you diet. get to college, yeah, your diet. So once you get to college. You're 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 in a weight program, so you're getting stronger, and you know they're gonna teach you how to run. That's why track is so important, because it teaches you how to run. It helps you with your stride length and your stride frequency. So yeah, when you come out of high school, because you're still young, you can get faster. But when you get to your mid twenties, you are what you are. You know what I'm saying? You you are what you are. If you go to the combine, you run a four four. You're a four four guy. You know what I'm saying? You might cut it down. You like run. Say you ran a four 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 eight. You know, your pro day, you may cut it down to maybe like a four four, a four four flat, or maybe a four four one. But that's that's about it. And the older you get, of course, the slower you get. I mean, it's you don't you don't have too many Deion's and Dale Greens that can still run four three forties at the age of thirty or forty years old. But uh, moving on to this North Carolina game, it's going to be real pivotal that this defense that's still coached by this guy. You know, I'm not even going to bash him because there's no need because we already know what he is. It's going to be real pivotal that he puts pressure on his quarterback and does not allow his quarterback to stand back there, these D linemen to maintain their, maintain their lane. Because if not, he can also hurt us with his feet. Yep, so no doubt. They're going to be, they're going to, it's real pivotal. I say, you know, put pressure on him. You know, one thing that, one thing that makes a quarterback uneasy is pressure. When you get a quarterback off his spot, move him off his spot. You may not even have to sack him, but just hit him and get him to move off his spot, that sweet spot. You know, I think we'd be all right. But if we're just sitting back in a three, a three deep, two deep in a zone and just let him pick us apart and let him get into a rhythm, it's like, come on, Gary, it's like you. When you're writing these Kane Sports stories, when you're writing these articles and you type it, you get in the groove. And you just typing it, and it's, and it's coming to you, and it's flowing. And it's you have flowing. no Everybody idea. Does, it, exactly, and it's flowing. You, you get into a groove, just like it's the a, quarterback. They get, they get into a groove. They get it's, into a it, it's like a, it's like a symphony. It, it just rolls exactly. right off the fingertips. A, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like what, <laughs> like basketball players, what they say when they get into a zone, the the, the rim looks like it big as the ocean. So that's all. I mean, I don't know what the game plan is. I don't know what they're gonna do. But I know they have to get this quarterback off his spot. Um, as far as the coaching thing, I really think they need to, you know, make the right decision, of course. But I think they need to make it as soon as possible so we don't lose any more recruits, any more decommitment. You know, because right now I'm pretty sure we're getting hammered by negative recruiting. 
But it's important that we get the right guy. You know what I'm saying? The right guy, whether it be Butch, whether it be Mario, or whoever it may be. You know what I'm saying? But the right guy that knows South Florida, so we could keep a lot of that, a lot of that talent home and start, you know, building bridges and, and funneling this talent back to our program, so we can get back on top of college football. Because college, like all the analysts say, college football is at its best when Miami is good. Who's so your on pick? That note, um, I mean, I'm a Bush guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Bush guy, but I like Mario too. Don't get I'm, don't get it twisted. I like Mario because I I like what he could bring to the table. And what I seen from his offensive line on Saturday, are you kidding me? Did you see that last are weekend? Are you kidding me? Yes. I, I I I recorded the game. I recorded the game. What his offensive line was able to do to that LSU defense is is incredible. Now you put that mind in our program. And with his and with his with his capabilities of recruiting top offensive linemen, and if he can get a top notch staff, hey, I think you know things will be looking upward. But if we get Butch, it's the same thing. But I agree with you with the NCAA stuff. But I'm still a Butch guy, and I'm a Mario guy. So to me, I'm in a win win situation because I'm all about the program and making sure they get the right guy. You know what I'm saying? I think I think we'd be we'd be cool with. Anyone we choose, Gary, to me, I think we'd be fine with either one because I really think Mario has grown since FIU. I think he has grown as a man and as a coach, just being at Alabama and just being able to watch the game and see how the game has evolved and developed. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I just hope they hurry and make this decision so we can start recruiting and build this class back up and keep the ones that we got and try to go out and get some more four- or five-star guys. Well, you know, the one thing you do know, and you mentioned Alabama, is that whether he comes here or wherever else or whatever, he's got the blueprint. You know, he's got the practice plans. He's got the weight room plans. He's got the plans for every element of that Alabama football program now and what makes it successful. And what an enormous opportunity. Criticize him for leaving Al Golden's staff. If you're a young head coach and he's 45 years old now, uh, or, or a young coach, I guess, he, he's 45. What an opportunity to go spend three years or more with the top guy in the business and learn how it's done and, and what that guy has, has has put together that makes him so successful. And, you know, I, I think it's great. I think it makes him a, a, an asset. I think that's why he's a top candidate for this job. And he may or may not ultimately get it, uh, but he brings a lot to the table. And I got one more. You're right. I got one more question for you, Gary. And then you can put me a hold, and you can answer the question. Out of all these recruits that that you've been interviewing or that's been interviewed and saying they would like to see Mario Cristobal get the job, and a lot of these recruits that aren't committed to Miami now, mind you, talking about the ones that aren't committed to Miami, that are saying they would love to see Mario Cristobal get the job. Say he does get the job. Do those recruits commit to Miami? And you can keep me on hold. And I and I listen. And KK, appreciate the text that this got from you, baby. Waiting to see that twenty five dollars uh, donation on my GoFundMe. All right, Gary, keep your hold. <laughs> um, I I think the only way to answer that question would be yes. I I think that that there would be some guys that he's been recruiting that like him, uh, particularly offensive linemen that he would start to recruit from Miami. And I I think it's safe to say that some of them would definitely jump on board. 
And I think there's local kids too that right now are not in the Miami fold that would take Miami a lot more seriously and potentially uh, come to Coral Gables. A, a couple that come to mind, Pi Young, the receiver at Miami High, who's not really considering Miami at all. Uh, I think he would consider the Hurricanes with, under a Mario Cristobal uh, head coach situation. I think um, Calvin Ridley's brother, possibly, if he decided he wanted to be his own man as opposed to going to Alabama and playing with Calvin, I think that you know maybe that would be a possibility. Uh, I look at those kids over at American Heritage right now that are not considering Miami. I, I think that they might jump um, onto the board and, and, and maybe become factors. So I think the makeup of the recruiting class uh, would change quite a bit if, if Mario Cristobal uh, were to get the coaching job. And, and, and I would have no problem predicting that Miami would have a, a, a top five recruiting class this year um, if that were to take place. All right, moving on. Um, let me take a moment here and let's talk about our sponsor uh, this evening. Uh, I told you earlier in the show that Nuts.com is back with us, and I've got an important message for all the nut munchers in the audience tonight. Why buy small nuts at the grocery store when you can get big, beautiful nuts from nuts.com? And, you know, it, several, a few months ago, I found their incredible website. And, you know, obviously, you can't forget the name. I mean, nuts.com, but they, they sent me a package of, of all their snack food, and, and it, it extends far beyond nuts. I mean, you know, they have dried fruit and, and all even pancake mix and, and, and different things that they sell. And, and I, my family has just been blown away by snacking on some of these things over the, the, the past couple of months. Um, nuts.com is the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and so many other tasty treats from around the world delivered straight to your door. And right now, new customers listening to Kane Sport Live tonight can get four free samples. Okay, this is a, this is even a better offer than what they had earlier in the football season. You can get four of their products free um which is a $15 value when you go to nuts.com and you enter the Kane Sport Live code which is Kane, C A N E. That's four free samples when you go to nuts.com and you enter the code Kane. Since 1929, this family-owned business has prided themselves on delivering the best in nuts and dried fruit that you'll find anywhere. They have only the freshest products from the best suppliers in the world. They have an easy-to-use site that lets you search for exactly what you're looking for. You can buy by the case or by the pound. They have certified organic, certified gluten-free, with or without salt, raw, sugar-free, whatever you want, and it's all 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Nuts.com, as I told you, is more than just nuts. They have over 3,000 healthy snacks that include dried fruit, apricots, figs, dates, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, more. They have sweet treats like chocolate-covered nuts, every flavor of gummy bear, monkey munch, cooking and baked goods, almond flour, sugar and gluten-free items, coffees and teas, over 39 different kinds of coffee, over 170 flavors, and holiday season is coming up. And you can get gifts from Nuts.com as well in tins, baskets. You can send buckets of nuts uh, to your friends that, that like them. So Nuts, Nuts, Nuts.com, big, salty, sweet, whatever kind you like to munch on, let them take care of you and your taste buds. Right now, 
New customers from Kane Sport Live can get four free samples from over 50 options, a $15 value, when you go to nuts.com and you enter our code Kane, C-A-N-E. That's nuts.com, enter the code Kane, and get your four free samples with your order. Minimum purchase is required. That's nuts.com. All right, moving on with the show. Um, let's go out now uh, to, and let me uh, let me see here. We just had a bunch of callers jump on, which made the uh, the board go a little haywire on me while we were talking about uh, nuts.com. Let's go out to the um, the nine seven three now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? It's Ross. What's up, Ross? Hey, talk up for us a little bit, all right? Oh, you can't hear me? Not very well, no. You better now? Much better. Go ahead. Yeah, all I want to say is um, if we get Cristobal, he better, better lock down South Florida because what we want to do just be able to get a coach that be able to do that. Now, you say he's going to do it, he should do it, and all the kids are following him. Um, we just want to make sure it happens. We can't make a mistake. We cannot make a mistake. I think a lot of people view him as another golden for some reason. I don't, I don't understand that. But also keep in mind, if we hire Cristobal, he is definitely going to keep Coley as an offensive coordinator because he had don't, don't say don't say that. There's no definites. Well, do you think that do you think the the the, up, the um the AD or the you know the booster would tell him he can't? No, I think it would be between him and Coley, and it would be his choice. And he might have you know bigger things in mind than that. Okay, any idea? If he gets the job, you any idea about what you know? Any idea what he does? He have a good relationship with um, the guy T. Robert Auburn coming and be a defensive back coach or a defensive you know, coordinator? I don't think he could be a defensive coordinator, but he could be a defensive back coach. He could come in and recruit the heck out of South Florida because he's doing it now and he's killing us, you know, with our skilled players in the in, in the backfield as far as on defensive back. He we can't keep good guys. Um, uh, back there in the morning. We, our defense is just getting killed almost every weekend. And it's one of the reasons why, because this guy comes in, he recruited his, his butt off at Florida, and now he's doing it at Auburn. So do um, you think if he gets the Christopher gets a job, he'll be able to hire that guy? I think good recruiters gravitate to good recruiters, and, and they respect guys that get after it the way they do. And, and I think that, you know, you would see Mario Cristobal hire other coaches who are – committed to recruiting and and very good recruiters. Whether that would include T-Rob, I have obviously no idea at this point. Any idea who you think he'll bring in as a defensive coordinator? Anybody that you know he's he's in contact with? No, no idea right now. Nope. What's the relationship with him and um, um, Jimmy Johnson? Do you have any idea? Not to come in, I just want to know, do you think Jimmy Johnson would recommend him? What's the relationship with him? You know, I'm not sure whether Jimmy is going to have a horse in this race, so to speak. I, I think, obviously, he has a past relationship with Butch. I think he knows Mario, and, and I'm sure he has spoken to Mario. And uh, But whether he's picking somebody, I don't know if that's the case. 
So you don't have any idea if they've already contacted him and he's given his input as far as where we I'm should I'm sure he's giving input. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I know they've contacted him. I know he's giving input. That doesn't mean that he's telling them who they should hire. Okay, what about the, what about this? Do the, the boosters, the AD, do you know if they like Kevin Beard or you think we're going to be able to keep him on staff no matter who we hire? I think whoever the new coach is is going to have the opportunity to pick a staff. And I would not expect too many people from the current staff to get retained. I mean, really? maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. Yeah, I don't think you know any new coach coming in is going to have his guys. He's not going to be looking to retain the coaching staff that failed before. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a better question in a different way. Who do you think? I know you got to see these guys for the next three weeks, possible four weeks, before we go to a ball game. But you're not discouraged. You're not being discouraged. You know, saying anything bad. But with the new new guy in charge, who do you think he might go? You think he might keep ice? Do you think he'll keep Kevin Beard? Who do you think he might he might keep on staff? I would think Ice and Larry Scott would be the two top candidates to get retained. You know, just okay. just guessing. You know, just you know, fig- looking at how they might look at it. I would think those two guys. All right. There's one one more question. Three guys, three guys, possible four. Can you just give you know give us as, as fans, as diehards, give us three guys or four guys, no matter who get hired, that you are on staff or you the head coach that you must get four guys, four guys that you're saying. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just saying four you're guys. About, you're talking about recruiting. Yes, yes. The four guy you're talking about guys, that guys that are on the commit list right now. No, four guys that's not on the commit list. Oh that God, we should could, just go get. I mean, you know, you, that's that's not a good question because I could go to the top of the rivals 100 and pick the top four players. In no, the no, 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 no. I'm meaning. I mean, no, no, no. I don't mean as far as outside of our neighborhood. I'm saying somewhere between our neighborhood, we could we could venture up all the way up to you know Tallahassee or or wherever you want to go in the south, but. Four guys well, I mean, I would look you, at a few guys that are on the commit list right now that you got to keep. I think that's a better way of looking at it. I think you got to keep Jack Allison. I think you got to make sure you keep Sam Bruce. Uh, I, I think you got to keep Shaq Quarterman. I think you got to try to keep Zach McLeod. And I would um, maybe I would throw a fifth in there and um, and include uh, Joe Jackson. Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I think those are the those are the creme de la creme of the recruiting class right now. Um, you know, be, beyond that, I'm not saying other guys aren't good players, but you know, to me, those are the guys that you absolutely, you know, don't want to lose. Okay. Well, I also think, you know, um, just to give you a little heads up, I hope you don't leave. You know, you might think I'm talking crazy and I'm out of my mind, but everybody, like as usual, a big time tied in right now. But they've been do a good job of keeping him, make sure he doesn't transfer and go back to Rutgers. Or another so story. You talking about Nijoku? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, would he I'm leave? Just, I'm just telling you. Um, I'm, Jer- uh-huh. I'm Jersey, so you know what I'm saying. He, he, he would have to go sit out a year. I know, but what I'm saying is he's also getting a lot of overshoots too because he has a younger brother that's in the state that's very good also. Look into that, Gary. I'm just giving you a little small information. I'm not saying he's going to leave, but there's going to be some attempts to get him to leave is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. There's, there's going to the- be some t- he he's got a great future here, and he's had a good year, and I don't see any reason why that would happen. Okay, I'm just giving you a little tip. Like I'm just not telling you. All right, you man, you got, you got anything else tonight? No, nah, let's keep me on hold. 
All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, um, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 754. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? How you doing? It's Jerome. Hey, what's up, Jerome? How you doing? Hey, man. Bless, bless, man. Hey, Gary, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Mario... I know he got he has a lot of qualities, but the the thing that where he he I I, I would say he dropped the ball. He should have taken that Pittsburgh job, and that would have given us a good barometer of where he is as a head coach on a different level on the uh, uh, in college football. Uh, you know, in D1. I, hindsight is twenty twenty, and without question, as we sit here today, you're right. But you know, back mm-hmm. then. I, I think you're looking at a situation where he was on top of the world. Everybody was coming after him. He, he was he was the hot name, and 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 probably had some concerns about Pittsburgh, and talked himself out of pursuing or taking that job. And I would agree with you; it was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I, that, and I, that, I'm just saying to look at him as far as the guy. You know, I, I'm I'm with Butch. I'm still in with Butch. And I tell I tell you what, Gary, when they bring up the John Blake thing. But you just got to meet him head on about it. That's all to it, man. And uh thing about the thing, what you were saying in your article, I was at the game Saturday, and it looked like Golden was still there attendance-wise. I mean, it, it was it, it was uh, close to being a mausoleum. You know? It's and bad. It's, it's just there. bad right now, and it's not going to be any yeah. better at Georgia Tech, that, which they made a 12-30 kickoff. It's, it's bad. And, and yeah, this and program it, needs a shot in the arm. It needs a new coach to come in and rally everybody together and just change the whole temperament and mindset of the fan base. And I think I think that's what they're trying to do, you know? And the guy who brings instant credibility to that, and I believe will impact that right off the bat, is Bruce Davis. I think he would impact that because we, we're connected to the success of the past that he has. Okay, he's a little older, but he, he can handle that getting younger staff or, or, or so forth. And, and the thing about... You know, Gary, the John Blake thing, okay, was a you know mistake. Why, however you want to explain it or whatever, but still, I mean, you know, it's certain stuff, Gary, to hold the man, uh, to hold to me the best candidate down with all your questions that you want to return. I know you want got the NCAA and all of this on you and everything, but guess what? You could still go out there and somebody could still pin you down with the NCAA, even if you hire somebody else. They could talk all this noise about this and that uh, uh, and, and a third of, 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 uh, of what's going on. I mean, the, I want somebody who can build us to beat the SEC. I know we, we, we're talking long. I'm talking long term. But I want to be ready for you, the road leads through the SEC. I mean, that's just clear, cut, and dry. And, I, and I just, I'm just not so sure if Mario is seasoned enough to come in here and do the job. Uh, as the head coach, I know he'll have he'll have an impact with recruiting. He seemed to have a lot of favor with the coaches, uh, high school coaches and players down here, and that, that's all good. But it's still going to come down to what can you do on game day? What can you do on game day on this stage here? Not FIU, this stage. When, and you know, and I. Uh, uh, I was, I was going to say, I think as it comes down to him, that, what, that that's where his coaching staff is going to come in. What kind of staff can he put together to bring with him? And I think that will be a big part of the discussion in the interview room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that should be a, a big part. 
discussion because uh, uh, Gary, like I said, watching the game Saturday, looking at it, I said, okay, Golden's gone now. Okay, it's 3 o'clock. We're not at 12 o'clock now, okay? Uh, the game started. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for people. To, we're coming off a, a miraculous victory. To you. Cause I look at it and I was just visible. I was just disappointed again, man. It just, it, it you know, it, it college. And then you know you go, you come home, and then you, you're watching a game somewhere. You know, Alabama and, and and LSU. You see the pack house and everything. And like uh, these people seem to get it, and we don't. We do, uh, you know. And I was talking with my friend Gary. The, the thing that's bothering a whole lot of us the Kane fans, especially those who can remember 2001 and so forth. We tasted dominance, Gary. And once you taste dominance, it's hard to, to, to get it out of your mouth. Now, I don't care if you live 100 years, you still want to taste that dominance again. And I, like I said, to dominate college football, you just have to have that guy who has that keen eye for talent. And that's what Butch has. He still has that keen eye for talent. That's his reputation, man. And uh, uh, We need a strong infusion of talent. I heard you talking about running back. We need speed at running back. I love these kids, the, uh, the two kids we have. You know, I bless their heart. But we need to go to the next level. We need a running back who's going to break away and change the scoreboard. You know? And, and, I agree. And, uh, uh, you know, that's what we, we're going to need. We're going to get back to what we had had before. When we, you know, we quick scoring team, we we get up on you so fast, you know, and then before you know it, our defense can afford to do a few more things on the on defense blitz or whatever, choose more opportunity to make pressure. We get you behind and take make you one dimensional. That's what that's what we were good at. Now, looking at the the defense the other day, Gary, just like you said, they they they, they looked at bad against Virginia, man. Virginia, you know. Uh, Virginia would always give us fits, Gary, because they come at us with this physical thing, and they keep, they keep, they, you know, they they play that that short passing game and so forth and so on. And I was I was hoping we'd get a pick six or something, but Artie Burns didn't play, so it didn't turn out that way. But uh, like I said, Gary, this 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 hire is so critical. It's just that you need somebody you know is going to be good, Gary. Not you know Kirby Smart is with with Nick Saban. I mean. He, but he's still an assistant. He'd never been a head coach before. You know, yeah, I don't, it, I don't want anybody of, who's never been a head coach. That's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's just it, to me. I ain't saying Mario is exactly like that. It's just that the FIU don't tell me enough about him. Uh, well, that's going to be what he's going to have to overcome. I mean, all these guys have something to overcome. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But got like you say, but got to overcome. Uh, the 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 past or the shadiness of the NCAA, he got to overcome that. But you know, I just hope the more backers can can step up for him and everything, and he gets this job because I think it is so pivotal to have a guy who's done it before, a guy who's familiar with the program, a guy who has a keen eye for talent. He has a lot more going for him, even though you can go ahead and pick those those uh two negative things against him. But he's got a lot more going for him that I know he can be. Besides, he wants to be here. That's the thing about it is he wants to be. He'll plant the flag this time. He got a taste yeah, but they for all, it. They all, you know? they all want to yeah. be here. Yeah, some of them do. I, I'm not so sure if that Tom Herman, he'll go back to If Tom Herman was to come here and say he had one successful season or, or a couple of in Ohio State called him one time, he's out of here. I mean, in the same with Fuente. Fuente will be out of here. 
you know, some of them guys I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, about. I don't like they're, those they're, guys anyway. I, you know, you can't hire a Midwest guy or something like that and bring him, bring him to Miami. Yeah. It, it just it yeah. doesn't make it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Gary, thank you once again. And like I said, Gary, you you this cane sport thing is just such a great thing, man. I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and your staff and. You know the publishing, uh, you know, and all the people who work with you and everything, man. You really give us a a great platform to to for team fans to be heard, and I appreciate all the guys who call too, you know. And also, Gary, before I go, I just want to uh, give our uh, uh, armed forces uh, uh, and members of our services just a big thank, a big thanks, man, because uh, you know they fight for us, and you know we we have our freedom because of them. And I'm just, uh, you know, I applaud them big time. And, uh, you know, and I thank them very much for their service. I'm sure everybody seconds you on that. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. All right. You take care. You got it. All right. Let's go now to the 401. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Black Sand One. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? All right, I got a question, Gary. Why are we always running a, a um a three four? And the game on Saturday when we was running a four three, we was playing good defense. But once when we got close to midfield, he started running a three four. To be honest with you, I mean they've been running all kinds of stuff this year. I mean I've seen one linebacker in the game, I've seen two in the game. Sometimes you got three. You know, he's mixing and matching and doing 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 a little bit of everything. To be honest with you, and uh, I, I don't think that that's the problem. I, I think they're they're not aggressive enough. I I think they don't use their personnel very well. I think they're constantly rotating guys in and out which keeps anybody from getting any type of feel and rhythm for the game from one series to the next. Um, that, that's why they're not successful. I don't think it matters whether they line up with four down linemen or three, or, you know, depending on the situation. Yeah, but I was I was just saying when they when they run the 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 three four with the soft zone behind it, we start getting picked apart. Like in the first half, we was playing good. Then you know when they come out and play. And started moving the ball, we started getting picked apart, you know, instead of having our guys rushing up the field. You know, I mean, we can sit here and try to dissect everything Mark D'Onofrio does on defense. It's a, it's a worn-out subject now. He's not going to be here. He's got three more, four, three or four more games, and then he'll move on to something else, and you're going to have a new D coordinator in here with his own schemes, and everything's going to be different, so... And I got a question. Um, what about the? I know this probably off the subject, but what about the stadium situation? I um I was reading online that David Beckham got approved to build at the old Orange Bowl, so have Blake James or the 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 um college ever the administration ever thought about talking to them about moving us there? I hope not. I mean, it's going to be a, a small soccer stadium. It's not going to have anywhere near the amenities that they would need. And I do believe that the day will come when somebody will build a stadium for the University of Miami at Tropical Park. I don't know where else they could possibly do it. But, you know, r- right now I, I, I think you're just going to have to get used to Sun Life Stadium for a little while. 
All right. All right. Yeah, that's all I have. All right. Thank all right, you. man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the uh, the four seven zero. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is Rod in Atlanta. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing this week? What's up, man? So, how you doing? I always had a couple of things. Um, one thing about the about the coaching search. Um, I'm a Bush guy. The reason I'm a Bush guy is because I don't think anybody, any other other candidates can uh, one evaluate talent and put the guys in a position to win like he can or the position to succeed. I think he's going to be by far the best evaluator of talent when it comes to recruiting and putting guys in the right spot. I think the most ideal situation would be him and and then having Crystal Ball as a coach in Wazen, something something to that effect. I'm not sure if that could that's a possibility, but I think that's that would be the best, the most ideal situation. Well, um, if you're asking me if I think it's a possibility, I don't I have no idea whether Mario would go for something like that. Yeah, you know, I think his right now at this stage of his career, his heart is probably on becoming a head coach. Right. I see you. Um, the other thing was, uh, what was that? Where was I going? Um, I believe if, if, if Crystal Ball, I wouldn't mind Crystal Ball getting the job. The only thing with that is, I would hope that he would have a great staff. Uh, that, that's the that's the, the the thing that I think that would that would work for him if he had a great staff. That's my only concern because of his lack of experience. But I believe if he had a great staff, that would that would work out well for us. Well, I um, I think. I think great staff has to be a prerequisite for whoever gets the job. I, I'm I'm for it. Whoever, whatever guy has the business to some of the best staff, that's what I'm with. Whether it be Butch, whether it be Crystal Ball, anybody. I mean, I prefer Butch, but who else can some of the best staff? That's who I think the guy should be. Um, and I'm not sure if I had anything else. The only other thing I had was um, a little about the North Carolina game this week. Um, okay. I'm, a little, I, I'm not as concerned. Well, I'm, I'm always concerned with defense, but I believe with the Duke game, I don't think Duke had the athletes that could they could keep up with North Carolina. I think that was part of the problem why they got beat so bad. That and them being worried about the calls from the Miami game. But I believe I do believe we had the athletes to be able to keep up with North Carolina. So I think in past game we probably could be okay. But I'm always concerned with the with the run defense. You're concerned with 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 what? What did you say? With our run defense. Well, with with Miami's run defense. Oh yeah, yeah I'm always concerned with that. That, that you know, you should always be concerned about Miami's run defense. It's not very good, but you yeah, know, it's going to be up to Coach D'Onofrio to scheme it up. I mean, that's the bottom line. He did a decent job yeah. of that at Duke. I thought he did a good job getting um, Jamal Carter involved as kind of like a rover, and he went away from that a little bit against uh, Virginia last week, which I thought worked to their detriment. I'd like to see them get back to that, and I think they will. Um, but he's got to scheme it up. Yeah, hopefully they have the guys ready to play this week. Um, I believe they'll probably be up for the game because it's, it's Carolina. They ranked on the road, so hopefully they'll be focused and ready for the game. The only yeah. thing I had was – go ahead. I, and I was going to say, I think a letdown was kind of natural last week after what they went through at Duke. <laughs> you know, it was going to be hard to get up for that game, let's be honest. And you're coming home and, you know, the stadium's half empty and, you know, not a lot of excitement, not a lot of exactly. buzz. And you're, exactly. you're, mentally, you know, you're, you're just – I just don't think they had a lot in the tank. Yeah, and that stadium would be, be rocking in Carolina, so it would be a packed house. So they, they probably won't have any trouble getting up for that game. 
No doubt um, about it. Yeah, the only other thing I had was you said you only you think only uh, Coach Harris and another guy would probably be remain uh, kept on the staff. I I don't think that too many others are going to be considered. I really don't. I, obviously, it'll depend on who gets the job, but I I think whoever does is going to want to bring in their own guys, whether it be Butch, Mario, Charlie Strong, or anybody else. Yeah, you, you don't think KB would be one of those guys, the receivers coach? Not ne- not necessarily. No, I mean. You know, he's been a coach for one year. Yeah, the you only know, reason I, mean, I asked that was I know um I know Sam Bruce mentioned that um he wanted the K B there. Yeah. So, uh, but, one but you can't you don't make a decision based on what Sam Bruce wants. Yeah, I got you. You know. Got if you. you if you if you take Sam Bruce out and you bring Pi Young in or or, you know, Benjamin Victor or any of these other guys, I mean does it you know, does it move the needle? I mean, I don't. I don't think you're going to make a decision based on what one recruit says that he wants. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't think there's any guy on the board that's that important. Yeah. All right. You got anything else? That's all I had, Gary. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. I appreciate it, Gary. Take it easy. All right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Remember, hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 770. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice. Got a, got a call back. Sorry about that. Let's go to the 850. You're on Kane Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? Going good. Who's this? It's Omar. Hey, what's up, Omar? How you doing this week? Doing pretty hey, good. Hey, do, turn, do good. me a favor. Turn down whatever that is in the background. Oh, yeah, I was going to do that now. You hear me now? Yep, go ahead. Okay, I don't have too much to talk about. Um, just been listening. I kind of came on late. I just want to say, you know, man, I'm so thankful for this show, man. You have no idea. Even canesports.com. Like, my uncle is a, um, is a Florida Florida Gator fan, and, like, they never, they don't put up videos, they don't have videos of the players, interviews, like, none of that happens in a, for a lot of other colleges, and one thing that we have, I see, established here is a way of communications with everybody, the players, the coaches, without even talking through y'all, so I want to say thank you for that, man, and... No uh, problem, man, we, we, we try to do everything for you guys. And hopefully this new coach comes in and everyone gets excited and everybody brings some yeah. friends to the site and we get more subscribers and then we can do even more. Yeah, about the coaches thing, I, I honestly, I, I I feel like if we can, if if the lawyers can finesse the situations to have Cristobal and Butch come on together, and I would do it in a way of like how Bobby Bound and um and what you call him. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Jimbo Fisher was. You let him do the first four or five years, Butch, and then you you let uh, have him in as the one that takes over once, you know, it seems like he can't take it no more or uh, we're going sideways. You let it him seems come too in perfect, doesn't it? I, 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 I mean, that, that, that would be the, a nice way. And I, I mean, dude, 45, so five years, I feel like, you know, uh, it's, I would love to have that happen, but you know I, I don't think that that will. 
But I think for the prices, I think they can work it out. You pay Butch, you know, start him off at two. Oh, it's not a money. You pay... it, 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 let me put it this way. It, it, it's not going to not happen because of money. Because <laughs> well, neither one of those guys, you know, Butch is a head coach is going to command two to two and a half million dollars. You're going to have plenty of money to hire any assistants that you need to hire. Um, it, it, yeah, won't be mo- yeah. money, it won't be a money issue. I don't think it'll be a money well, issue. Yeah, and, uh, Butch, Chris, yeah, Paul, I think, I think uh, they both bring some great to the table. You get a great defensive mind, and then you get a, a great offensive mind that's been that's been um you know been growing up. I mean, that's been behind um. Uh, what's the what's the coach? Yeah, the, yeah and then you, you bring in two great you know, coordinators to go with those two, and yeah. you're off, you're off to the races, man. You you off to the races, like I hope too they easy. can compromise and make that happen. That's a dynasty, like that's the dynasty right there. To have both of them come in, it, it'll be too crazy. But I think I I would love to see that happen though. But well, if one of them got to, the first thing they got to do is they got to make a Butch Davis decision. You know, they got to yeah. once, once and for all make a Butch Davis decision. They're either interested in him or they're not interested in him. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think they can't. It's too much to not to ignore that. It's too many people that want him on to ignore that. And but that's I think not they, why you they, make and, a hiring decision. You don't, you don't make a hiring decision based yeah, on people. Yeah, you're right. Wanting a guy. You, yeah, you're you, right. You have a process. You interview your candidates and, and you decide who is your best guy. Yeah, and I, I, um, one question: When you do you think they will have a head coach? We they will announce a head coach by the end of this month, or you think they're gonna wait till December? I I think if it's Butch, that it could potentially happen before Thanksgiving. But, but yeah. if somebody else, it'll be the first week of December. Yeah, that yeah, you you may be right about that. Huh? Unless they just. You know, wait out to, to to interview everybody else. You know, Mario Cristobal you know, has obligations to Alabama. I mean, I mean, you know, you're talking about a team that's yeah, going to be so, playing. They're going to be in the SEC title game the first week of December, yeah. and then after that, yeah, they so. they might be in college in the college football playoff. Play now, so he definitely still got to stay focused. Yeah. Well, I don't think they wait until the 31st if he's the guy. I, I think they would name him before and let him work out with Nick Saban, <laughs> the work out the exit yeah. with Nick Saban. But you know that's why for us to speculate right now, it's just too early. We got to see who the guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. You know what? And what? Yeah, uh, about the game. It seems like uh, Coach D, his defense. You know, I'm, of course he's gone. You know this really ain't, don't matter anymore. But he 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 coaches defense like an offensive coach. I'm it's so like he strategized. I don't even care. Some some of you guys are hung up on four three three four five two. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even care what damn formation they line up in. Yeah, yeah. It's like he got all these formations for what? This is college. A lot of things is basic. I'm tired you know, of the rotation. Let me tell you something. Let me just tell you a story. I I spoke to an NFL scout the week before last, and the guy says to me, he says, "Man, I can't figure out what's going on with this with your team there." You know, I it's like, <laughs> I, I, I watch the tape. He says, "I see six guys, <laughs> the defensive side of the ball that are going to get going to get drafted, and they absolutely should not come off the field ever." 
unless they're absolutely totally exhausted and they need a blow for a couple plays. And I stopped the guy, and and I said I said I'll I'll name the six, and I and I and I, I, I started with Chad Thomas, Quan Muhammad, uh, Jermaine Gray, um, Artie Burns, Dion Bush, yeah. and then the six yeah. was surprised. But but I I actually guessed it correctly and yeah Jamal Carter and and this guy yeah. he spent a, a day or two watching Miami tape and evaluating every player and he said I don't understand why you would ever if you are a defense coordinator and you want to be successful why would you ever well, take take, a, take a roll ever take a off the field why off the football field why and then, yeah. and there it, it the other doesn't day, make they, sense. I'm watching some these these guys taking off the football field in the, after the first series, or even in the it first. Doesn't, it doesn't. And then you already got an early game. These boys got to, you know, start get to start to get a sweat on to start to get into the game. They can't even get into the game. They out the next period. Yeah, like, like a, what enough. What you got to do? You don't know what that do to a, a player mentally. That's mentally feel like I'm the best player out here. In their minds, like mentally, then they got to come out and watch the play, and then watch somebody else don't make the play. That just it's just killing yourself. It's killing yourself. Yeah. I don't yeah. see Jamal Young on the bench so that Tyreek McCord can try to play inside linebacker. Oh my! Oh my God! It can't. I swear, I saw one play. He was chasing the dude, and he's just not fast. He is not here. I mean, you're you're oh asking. My, he could, man, he could not beat that. He could not catch that man I'm, before he went out. I am happy for everybody that there's only a couple more games that you guys got to watch that because it's yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's sickening. But uh, one thing, and like you said, the defense that they played the game before. Why did y'all just not stick to it? Like they it's like, everything. Everything was different. Oh my God! You figure it's like they can figure out that this works. You know what? This formation works. These fell. This 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 works. And then they just say, you know what? It might not work on the other team. We're gonna change it up. We're gonna change it up because they play different. Stick to a defense. Like stick to a defense. You want to be. It's so much. It's too much. But well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with changing. There's nothing wrong with changing schemes and things like that. And, yeah, and I, yeah. But put your best damn players on the football field. Put your best players team. on the field. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, what's the reward? The re- he, they feel like the reward is just to win. These boys want to be on the field when they, they did all this working out, did all this. And the other guy slacking, and then he come in just like he do. He feel like, man, what I'm doing all this for? And, and, this you know, dude gonna come wanna, in too. You want to develop depth and and all that, but you know you to do that after you've got the game in but, hand, not when the game's yeah. still hanging in the balance and in you're limbo. Yeah, horsemen your team like Virginia to go out there and kick an onside kick and, and, and take a chance on getting beat. Could you imagine that? And let me tell you something. Yeah. They almost lost that onside kick. Yeah, yeah, that ball they really did. That, that ball bounced away from Herndon, and it was sitting out there, and Miami was very fortunate to get that onside kick. Yeah, it very, very fortunate. And it's it just like it, – it, it shouldn't have to come down to that against Virginia. Like, every year we play Virginia like they are a like, we used to slaughter Virginia, but these last five, four, five years, 
it's been like you can't go to sleep on this game. This is that sleeper game every year. Like, dang, we pleading that hard with them. But anyways, one thing I did like about the game, I saw Kaya run. I think he's like five two or something. He's but he, he didn't look he didn't look too bad doing it. Yeah, I was like, man, if he do that twice a game, that you don't know what that would do for our offense. Because they'll be a, a little bit concerned about him taking off and just getting yards. Like Winston ran. Winston, he was a fucking quarterback. He wasn't that fast, but he would take off when it's like, oh, yeah, you going to give me this much open space? You know, get four, five yards. Get get four, three, three or four yards. I'm happy with that. And go and slide on down. Like, if you did that, that would make our offense run so much more efficient on short downs. And, you know, but anyways – that's all I really got to talk about. I ain't got too much. I'm gonna let you go. All right, man. Um, thank, thank you for being part of the show. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the five zero four. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Five zero four going once, going twice. All right, you'll have to call back. Let's go to the 305, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? JCat 2410. Hey, what's up, JCat? What's going on, man? 305, 305, the first call of the night, 305. <laughs> All right, what you got? Oh, go ahead. Um, you know, uh, going back to Njoku, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, the kid's definitely a blessing to have on our team, um, and I do feel like he's going to be a star. Yeah, what, what I don't think has been said about this kid is number one, how articulate he is, uh, and um, you know, he's he's not only that type of kid that's going to be great on the field for you, but he's going to be a good student and stay out of trouble, and I think it's important. You know, in the landscape of college football, uh, the way it is now, that that you have a kid that's not only your star in the field that can, but that can stay out of trouble and do good in the classroom. And he he's that kid. Um, I'm a very impressed with him. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to leave as uh, an earlier caller caller suggested. Uh, when you have a guy named Brad Kaya feeding you the football and fattening up your highlight reel for the NFL, I don't think that's a situation where you leave. Yeah, I agree. There's no reason for him to leave. He's got a great future in Miami. Yeah. Um, the Virginia game, you know, I know you uh, said earlier that they're not the best team. Um, however, I, I think it's safe to say that they are better coached than us at this time. Would you agree with that? Nah. I, I mean, I didn't feel that way. I, You know, they they were just kind of there. You know, I didn't see them doing anything, you know, special or great schematically. I, you know, I, I think the one thing that was annoying me the other day is that, you know, they were hitting our perimeter pretty quickly, and, and they were very effective with it. Um, I, they had one touchdown where it was sort of like a – I don't want to call it a reverse, but I think the uh, the guy uh, – I don't know if it was the running back or the slot receiver came, you know, underneath and, and took a, a handoff and then came around the corner and then scored on us. Uh, but they just – you know they were hitting our perimeter uh, very effectively the other day, and to me that was probably the the, the blaring uh, uh, problem on defense we had the other day um, that that I saw. Um, can you 
uh, clarify why Burns didn't play the other day? And obviously, I know his mom was uh, had the funeral. Why didn't Burns? What was the what was the particular reason that Burns did not suit up for that game? He um, he'd gone to his mom's funeral during the week. It was a very emotional week for him. He you know had a lot of responsibilities with his family and 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 things along those lines that that. I think hindered his participation in practice, uh, hindered his his mental attention on the game, and I think he just went into Larry Scott and begged out for the week and said, "Coach, you know, would it be okay if I didn't play this week?" And uh, okay. you know, of course they accommodated him, and you know he still showed up on game day and was there for his teammates, but uh, I think just the whole emotional. Uh, on what's the right load, maybe or weight no, on him? I feel you. I- uh, I thought had, I thought perhaps that he may have had the opportunity to play, but I think you know, like if you don't if you don't practice, he could have played if you want to play. The... Okay, I mean, he could have played, right, so but he, I think he just asked out. I, I think he asked for a week off. All right, so cool. All right, so I, I, that's cool, and, and obviously that's that's what you know should have been given to him. I thought it was the other way around. I thought maybe they, you know, because he missed a Wednesday, that they would, you know, maybe the rule is you can't play because it's not fair to the other team, you know, the players on the team. Which I, I would have a problem with that if, if he had to miss a Wednesday, for example, because he had to attend a funeral. But he still wanted to play. I think if he wanted to play, then he should be able to play. Um, but if, if it's you know if it's because he wanted that, then that, then obviously that's uh, very uh, uh, acceptable. Um, you know I, I you know the attendance in, at Sun Life, man. I'm tired of hearing about this. It's it's it, you know there's many posts uh, on Kane Sport about it. There, there's nothing wrong with our attendance. Um, the problem with it is, is, is logistically is the stadium. Um, you know, if there, you know, the sun on, on a Saturday afternoon is, is horrible. Uh, there have been many times I've been in uh, club level and there's a, a shit ton of people, and they're just relaxing and chilling while the game's going on. You know, because the sun is beaten down. It's it's that hot. Uh, you know, I think once they get the the uh, the cover over the stadium, um, I think that's going to help a lot. Um, you know, they they talked about maybe uh, uh, you know uh, uh, partitioning off the the east end zone and pushing everybody to the sides and to the west end zone. So there's we don't have a problem with our attendance. It just it just doesn't look right on TV because of the way everything is spread out. Um, so they, they you know, almost that's, made those hospitality areas too nice. I mean, people love sitting in there in the air conditioning and watching the big screen TVs and stuff. And I don't totally get it because I, I mean, I agree they're very nice, but what's the point of going to the stadium to sit underneath and watch TV? You know. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, from uh, logistically, you know, we're, um, you know, we're, uh, we've got tickets in section 144, and right next to us is the glass. You know, the glass that separates. You know, with all the plush seating and all the TV screens and stuff, and there was a, a little kid sitting on the aisle, and he couldn't see above the glass and see the game. So, I mean, that you know, I mean, I've talked to a couple of people that sit in our section. You know, the whole idea with the glass going down and, and, and separating everybody to me is just ridiculous. I think it takes away from, you know, uh, it takes away from the game, especially if you're a fan. Um, I, I just think it's, it's something that they've done that it, that that should be reversed if they can do it. Um, so uh, that, that's my only really uh, real problem with the stadium. I did sit in the West End Zone for the fourth quarter of this game, and there's definitely a, a different vibe in that area. You know, um, the fans are a little bit a uh, little bit more crazier. Um, I didn't know if I was going to particularly like the view of the game uh, sitting in the end zone, but uh, you know, when the action's coming towards you. Uh, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I'm always sitting on the, you know, on the on the on the 30, uh, you know, on the sideline. So you definitely get a, a, a different view sitting in the end zone. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Coach D'Onofrio, um obviously the Georgia Tech game is going to be his last game coaching at Sun Life. 
uh, the irony uh, of that is him having to call his last home game against a primar- primarily a, a running team who we've had you know, trouble stopping running teams. Uh, I personally, and I know a lot of people don't like him, I, I personally hope he goes out with a blaze of glory. Um, I, think, uh, I think that week you know, he might be in a, on a different level mentally, and I hope he is. Um, I think it'll be an emotional time for him, knowing that's going to be his last game, and, and and all the pressure that he's been under, and all the all the uh, you know all the uh, the flack he's gotten from fans. Uh, I really hope this guy, you know, coaches the game of his life and ends on a great note. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I'll agree with you. I mean, he's he's a very nice guy. I mean, I've I've had a great relationship with Coach Sanofrio. Uh Fortunately, he hasn't taken personally the times I've had to criticize him for things he's done as a coordinator, but uh, he's a good guy. There, you know, hopefully he'll go on and have a have a career somewhere. And I, whether as a coordinator or a position coach, I think he'd be a great position coach in the National Football League, for example. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you got to hope that he finishes on a good note against Georgia Tech. Were you able to ask any of the defensive coaches if our players can exit the opposite side of the field like we talked about last week? What do you mean, exit the opposite side of the field? You, you remember oh, last no, week no. we had a conversation? I talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't ask about that. I'm sorry. It's It's been too right. crazy. I totally forgot about that. I'll try to remember this week. Um, Not a problem. I, I know you can exit in the end zone. I mean, I've seen guys do that before. Uh, but you understand the thought process. If we if we're horrible at substituting, and when we're on the opposite side of the of, yeah. of the other hash, if they can yeah, simply, I, I mean, it would, you know, so so my last my last uh, thing. I've never really seen anybody do it. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know. I know. No, I know. I know. Um, so my last uh, topic would be crystal ball. You know, everybody's talking about you know the the important decision of you know the university of picking the next head coach. Um, I, I think, you know, I think Mario Cristobal has a tough decision to make as well by accepting the job here. Um, you know, it, I, I think it's the head, important wait, the head uh, for a guy. Job? Yeah, well, here's my thought. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know, I think it's important for a guy like Mario to be sure that he can get the job done here if he's given the job, and I'm sure he can because I know the guy's. You know, I know the guy is. You know, his mentality is he's got a chip on the shoulder. You know he's he's very uh, uh, he's very uh, you know positive, uh, but he's got a legacy here. You know just like Shannon did, uh, there is an inherent risk of failing here, like Shannon did, and tarnishing that legacy with the fans. Um, you know, I, I this is not a light decision on his end is, uh, by any means as well. You know I totally he, disagree. If going to... I don't think there's any decision at all. Okay. All right. But you understand the thought process I'm trying to say. I mean, you know, to, I, yeah, to this I get day, what you're saying, but I guarantee you that's not even entering his mind. I mean, he then wants that's the great. Job. Then you know, that's fine. Then th- then that's fine, and that's how you know. Then that's how we should go about his decision, decision, and, and making that and, and going through that process. But you do understand what I'm saying. People still talk till, still talk shit about Randy Shannon, okay? And uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, people still you know make snide remarks about him, and I think it's very unfortunate. And I think that's the risk you take by 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 taking a, the head coaching job here. You know, the fans are like rabid wolves, and if you don't produce, they're gonna be they're gonna be on you, you know, in, in a heartbeat. So, it, it, you know, you you don't think it's that important, but I do think it's important. I do think if he's going to accept the job here, that he, you know, and I and I'm sure he does, and you know, he fully understands what it in, entails and and the possible repercussions. You know, uh, you know, should he not, 
you know, uh, you know, be successful here because the last thing I want to see as a fan is another legacy guy, uh, you know, being talked about in in a negative way from the fans. Uh, and yeah, that's but, always been but, my biggest but, problem. But they're not sitting there saying, "Oh, geez, I hope I'm good enough to do this job." They're they're thinking, "I, I, I am think, good enough." I, to- I don't, I don't, I don't think he is. But dude, you gotta, you 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 still gotta sit down and understand the entire. You know the the entire situation, the macro of the situation. You know what what really what am what am I really getting into, and what are the inherent risks? And I think one of them is not being successful. And you know, and and you go from being that guy that was you know was a legacy guy back in the day, and you know a, you know a great player here, and, and now you have fans that are you know making snide remarks about you. And I I just think that's the on the flip side, that's probably the real travesty with with what happened to Randy Shannon, and 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 uh, and you see it's still on Cansport. You know, people make remarks about Randy, and I think it's I think it's uh I think it's insulting, and, and I think it's I think it's just uh I think it's sad to be honest with you. So I don't want to oh. see another Kane come here, take a coaching job, and fail, and then we you know now it's now it's them that you know they're being talked about. So that's 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 my only thing with with Cristobal. You know, I think uh you know I I posted today on Cansport that I actually played against him in high school. And uh, all those guys back in the day uh, had an attitude. They played with a trip on their shoulder. They're very passionate about uh, not losing. I'll tell you that much. Um, they didn't like to lose. Uh, if you played anybody, uh, if you played against Columbus back in the day, and you had friends that went to that school, they're very passionate about how they played football and if they won or or, or if they lost. Uh, and they took that very seriously. So at least if he comes in and he's the coach, I know certain things are are going to be in place. Number one, I think his frame of mind is going to be that of a killer instinct, you know, losing is not an option. Um, and uh, obviously he's a great recruiter, like everybody says. Um, you know, I, I still think it, 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 there's a slight risk of bringing him on board because he's not, you know, you know, full circle like a Butch Davis um, with how Butch came in and survived sanctions and, re, you know, recruited, fought outside the box, built one of the best college teams, won a national championship, um, almost won a national championship. You know, I don't think Mario. You know, obviously Mario is not has not gone for full circle like that. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I thank you for your time, and uh, you have a great night. Oh yeah, uh, you too, and thank you for being part of the show. Have a good one, night. One thing, one thing I did want to follow up on what he talked about was the attendance issues and 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 the stadium and all that. And you know, everybody talks about sun life and the problems and 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 things like that. But here's the one thing I'm going to point out: the University of Miami has never, since it moved to Sun Life Stadium, ever put a representative product out there on the football field for the fans, and not just the Hurricane fans, but the sports fans of South Florida. And until they do, and hopefully that happens under this new coach, until they put a representative product out on the field, they will not have a true gauge for whether they can be successful at Sun Life Stadium. And the other thing I'll throw out is for the second time, the university botched the seating assignments. You've got people spread all over the stadium. They have too many pricing tiers. They're charging way too much money for some of their sideline seats. And the whole thing ends up, you've got people who are sitting in the upper deck end zone, I assume because they save money doing so, when when everything downstairs, there, there's still plenty of empty seats. So I hope, and, and certainly on the upper deck sidelines, so I hope that by next year they close the end, upper end zones, uh, except for the, bi- the, the big games where there's demand for the tickets, and they only open up those sections as they actually sell the seats, and they bring everybody together, and they adjust the pricing and the club level, and 
on the sideline, particularly on the north side of the field, which is going to be in the sun. They're charging way too much money. They're trying to get $200 plus a ticket over there. People don't want to pay it. They're angry. They're upset. There's a lot of empty seats. And the other thing I think they got to look at is that Golden Cane area. You've got a lot of people who are donating money to the program who are not going to the games, and they're not finding people to sit in their seats. And I think they're going to have to deal with that on a case-by-case basis, but it's something that they must address because you can't have all those seats right behind the home team empty the way they've been the last two games at Sun Life Stadium. And I know it's something that some of the coaches have noticed and, 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 and things like that, and they're not happy about it. It, 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 it impacts the, the team. It impacts the atmosphere of the stadium. And you know the university is really going to have to be very, much more proactive in, in that regard. And, uh, and hopefully they will choose to and will be. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048 is the number. Again, hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. I'm seeing a lot of guys on the phone lines right now, and I'm not seeing a, a, a lot of prompts, so I don't know if, if, if some of you are forgetting to hit the number one and tell us you want to come on the show. Uh, please make sure you do so. Uh, right now, let's go I out. Whoa. Let's go to the yeah. 251. I ain't saying every time. I just told my help. <laughs> Where you're now live on K-Sport Live. And you're the, <laughs> well, are, I just told my help. All right. You there? All right, yeah. I'll, come back to, I'll come back to him. I think he, I think he uh, was preoccupied there. Let's go to the 504. You're now live on K-Sport Live. Oh, actually, you've already, you've already been on. Okay, sorry about that. All right, let's go back to the 251. Let's try them again. You're on Kane Sport Live. Okay, Gary. Yes, sir. Hey, Gary. iPhone Kane, Mobile. Hey, uh, hey what's up, man? I've talked to you a couple couple times about crystal ball, and, and yet and still, I see they still a dog in them, but, like, to me, it's a couple things. Like, they keep saying, like, bringing him in with Butch. Have anybody noticed it hasn't been not one successful coaching waiting situation yet? I mean, well, even Jim Bobby Bowden got kind of mad. Yeah, but Bob Bowden got kind of mad. I mean, he didn't come back there for a couple of years. No, but, but I, I, mean, I, I, just but feel I think like, you would have to call that successful, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, um, the thing is, is like I like I like Butch, but like to me, Cristobal can be a young Butch. I mean, he's gonna get the best recruits. I mean, he's a hell of a coach. I mean, the thing about Golden and Shannon and Coker, I don't think they had the intensity level to be a Miami coach. I mean, you see that with Golden now. Even like the Virginia game, we just we just soft. I mean, no way they should be even in the same realm with us. We just a soft team. And I think with Crystal Ball, I think all that'll change. I mean, I think give him a shot. I mean, because like if not, we we run a risk of losing him to what Central Florida, maybe South Florida. That's not good. I mean, I think he's, I think he's got enough of a resume to where he don't have to be a coaching waiting. I mean, uh, well, I mean, I some people think. think he's the top candidate right now. I'm not sure that's accurate, but uh, he's certainly one of the top four, you know, three, four, or five, and he's going to get an interview, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I just don't think nobody outwork him. Uh, I just, I just don't think, you know, I, I think he's, I think he's the guy that we need to go, to go for because, I mean, X and O wise, yeah, he might not be that, but there's a lot of them not like that. I mean, you know, like the guy said um, about the LSU game. I mean. He can coach up, and I mean, I think like the thing about Miami is we'll always have skilled players, but we got to get linemen. And I think like he's a national recruit, we can get linemen. I think that's kind of 
what people fail to realize. I'm, I, I think he can get us linemen. And, I mean, which, you know, Butcher Davis might can too, though, but I, I think Mario will kill it. And, and another thing, I, I, heard a, I heard a guy talking about um, uh, Tavares Robinson, you know. I think we got our own. I think we got that in Kareem Brown. I think if they were to let Kareem Brown be a, 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 a lineman coach, you telling me Kareem Brown and Mario Cristobal in a five-star defensive lineman living room, we won't make an impact? I think I mean, they're going to be looking Brown's for I think a new coach is going to want somebody a little more seasoned at the defensive yeah, line coaching position than, than Kareem Brown. Kareem's going to have to go somewhere else and build his resume. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but, like, I would I would at least hope we would keep Kevin Beard. I mean, I, I know you said uh, one time before you thought, you know, they probably could have kept him on as maybe a grad assistant or something. But, I mean, I'm looking at from the first game, wide receiver, I think we played – I forgot we played. I mean, we would get no separation. I mean, I think the wide receiver course improved dramatically as the year went on. I, mean, I think he's a good coach. I mean, I think he would be a good hire, and, and probably Scott. I mean, I don't know about um, Ice Harris. I mean, I think Ice Harris done a great job, but I mean, I'm like, yeah, we got we got to get home run threats at the running back spot. We got to get home run. I was disappointed that they lost Callaway from Booker T last year. I I didn't think that was that was very good. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought that was a shoe in, but I guess he, but he never really coached. Did he coach him at all? I think Callaway no, but his son was left. the head coach there, and he's a kid from South Florida. And exactly, the reason you're hiring exactly. ICE is to, is to to recruit those kind of kids and not let them get away. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, exactly. That, that didn't work out very Even well. His son, his son. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I, he's a good guy, but, but I'm just not sure he's going to stick. I mean, I think it's fifty fifty, you know, at best. Yeah, They're only going to keep yeah, one but, or two but, guys, and, and Larry Scott's stock has to be on the rise right now. I mean, he's got to have a great shot to stick because of the relationships yeah. he's building with the players. Yeah, he's doing a great job. And, and, and like, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm all day, every day, Gary. Kane's for all the websites, Facebook, and everything. Like, the the bashing they do on the guy Mario is just ridiculous. I mean, I, I saw something. I don't understand the guy it. Said, I, yeah, I got, a guy said about the uh, – well, anybody can do it at Alabama. I mean, I'm from Mobile, Senior Bowl Town. I mean, I, I I know about Alabama. I mean, people act like Nick Saban's never fired. I mean, the offense coordinator at Florida, Nick Saban got rid of him and brought in Kiffin. I mean, you know, Stalin left. But, you know, like, people act like Major Applewhite was fired by. I mean, they're like, anybody goes there, they're going to just win a championship on the stage. He's a hard guy you to have the right fit for more than a couple yeah. years. Yeah, you got to have the right fit. I mean, I just think Mario gets – I think he would kill it. I mean, I don't think nobody outwork him, even Butch or anybody. I mean, I'm looking at some of the well, other guys. Nobody's going to outwork that guy. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to outwork him. Man. And I think that's what people fail to realize. Like, I was talking to a guy. I'm like, man, to win the ACC is not – it's not hard, man. You got – you go to SEC, you playing Florida. You go to SEC, you playing – I mean, AC, you playing Duke. You got North Carolina. I mean, look at our division. I mean, it's not a – it's not a hard division to win, to me, really. I mean, I just think we just got to get an in-your-face coach. I think you got to get an in-your-face coach that's going to make these guys be held accountable for everything and play physical and fast. I mean, the Northfield's defense is just horrible, but I'm glad that's over with. I, it's I horrible because he he's playing without his best players half the time. Yeah, I mean, the any sub, defense. Man, you could take any defense in the country. If you went, let, let, let's talk about the best teams. Let's talk about Alabama. Do you think if Alabama didn't keep their six best players on the field at all, at, at pretty much at, at at all times, that they would be anywhere near as good as they are right now? No. Exactly. 
and, and one of the things about it, their best guys. I've never, I, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and one of the things about them, like when they first started there, you know, what do they have? They call it the fourth quarter workouts or something like that. Well, like they was going to outwork everybody, but hell, like they have no faith in their own guys standing wise, so they pulling them out every two plays. Why would you take Jermaine Grace off the field to put in Mike Smith? And I, and I hope I hope Mike's mom and dad aren't watching and they're not getting mad at me right now. And he's you know I'm I'm nothing against Mike Smith the individual, but I'm talking about the football players and the way they are right now. Yeah. Why why would you ever take Jermaine Grace off the field to put in Mike Smith ever 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 ever? I don't I don't understand. That. Yeah. And, and you and know, me, Juan, Juan Young has shown something since he replaced Rafael Kirby. You know why? Why would you be taking him off? He the didn't field? even play really. Hardly. Yeah, he didn't even. I didn't even you notice he didn't play to in that game the other day. To the end of the game, when I saw him walking walking on the field, he looked pissed, and his uniform well, was clean as hell. But I don't understand. I just don't understand. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I mean, it's not like what they've been doing has been working. So why? You know what? It's not even worth even stressing about anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. this is why they're fired. Yeah, thank God. Because I'm like, man, Raphael Kirby. I, I like Kirby, but like, man, Kirby hits you. You gonna he gonna drag you gonna drag him for five yards. I mean, you saw that the uh, Duke game when um, Jerome Young squares up and hits you. You, you go down right there. I mean, cause like that fourth that yeah, I, that touchdown I, that they ruled. If he, if he gets coached up here over the next nine months, I think he's got a chance yeah. to be a decent player next year. Yeah, yeah, he does. Because like that tackle that he it. made against Duke, where uh, they ruled it a touchdown, but I don't think it was a touchdown. That that was kind of the same tackle that we had a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember at Georgia Tech when Eddie Johnson made the tackle. Uh-huh. Uh, I do yeah, remember the same that. that, that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was at that game. I mean, it was the same play. I mean, and like Juwan Young, Juwan Young, I mean, not Juwan, I mean, um, Jermaine Grace, is, is, he's a good player. But, like, I'm like you. When, when you said that about the – well, we only played hard this time because, um, you know, uh, Artie Mom died and for Coach Gold. I mean, that's the mentality that got to go. I, I mean, agree. I, I was disappointed last week. I thought this team was 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 had turned the page and was rallying around Larry Scott. And I thought what we saw at Duke was what we were going to see every week. And I didn't think the effort level and the intensity against Virginia was anywhere in the same stratosphere. Yeah, that and then you took off two of your most physical defensive players. Also, I think I read like Chad Thomas only played what like third down. I mean, and then Jawan Young didn't play at all. I mean, I mean, but like Virginia wide, yeah, I, I think Virginia is, is the the example that that under Golden and Shannon, we just want a physical team, and I think that's what we got to get back to being physical because we should win the ACC Coastal every season. Yeah, every no, season. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I'm just really worried if we don't get Crystal Ball that he goes to South Florida, Central Florida, and he, he takes might. half the, the, the good players, you know what I'm saying? And then if they uh, don't take him at Miami I, I, and he can get one of those couple jobs, he's going to take them. You can't blame him for that. Absolutely one not. Last thing I'll would... let you go, Gary. The, the thing that everybody – one of the main things that everybody keeps saying, well, he left for, for Alabama. Okay, so you're telling me – for the third time that Miami is going to hire an assistant off a of fired staff to be the head coach. That's, that that would never happen again. 
you know, you if Golden would have got fired, if Golden would have got, if if um, Crystal Ball would have stayed, and say, I mean, Crystal Ball well, might yeah, have realized know, early on, right? That, yeah, Crystal Ball might have realized early on that man Golden is is not not the right fit. I mean, you see Butch Davis, you see Greg Allen going Here's to visit there. Here's the bottom line, okay? And I'm sure he might have seen that, okay? But the bottom line is this: Nick Saban comes in, the best coach in the business. Comes in, he offers you five hundred thousand dollars a year more than what you would be yeah. making at my before any raises or anything, and offers you the opportunity to be his assistant head coach. And uh, you know, it's a no-brainer. The onus was on Miami. No-brainer. The onus was on Miami to come to the table with something yeah. and say, Mario, we're not letting you get on that airplane. You know, you're staying yeah. here. What do we need to do to get this done? And you get it done. Okay, you get yeah. it done. Okay, and 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 I'm a huge fan of what I'm seeing from Blake James. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. That was a, a situation where he didn't do a phenomenal job. Uh, you don't a uh, a uh, uh, a top shelf AD, which I think he's becoming. He's growing yeah. into it. But a top shelf AD doesn't let. His most valuable asset on his coaching staff, which Mario Cristobal was, if anybody was looking at it honestly, walk out the door because you don't want to pay him a few hundred thousand dollars more. I mean, and then all in all, I think it was a great decision. You know, you had to get away from Golden if you wanted his job one day. You know, you hate to say it like backdooring him or whatnot, but I mean, this is more your dream job. Yep, and no I doubt. mean, if you'd have been on this staff that's fired, you would have said, "I don't. I mean, I don't want. I don't want Mario. He's on this staff." You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that if you had Coker and it didn't work out, and then you had Shannon and it didn't work out. I mean, yeah, they wouldn't do it a third time. Probably not. I mean, but that's all, Gary. I I enjoyed the show, man. And uh, like I said, man, I, I'm 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 killing my data every day, man. I'm I'm, I'm uploading constantly, trying to see the <laughs> new updates. I mean, I I enjoy your uh, website and your show, man. Thanks. Thanks, and hey, thank you for being part of it, and uh, we appreciate you. All right, 646-595-2048. Remember to hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's try the 501 again. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? What's going on, man? You were, you had a party going hey. on or something. No, 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 man. That wasn't me. This is Alex up in Arkansas. Oh, okay. I guess it was another guy. I couldn't remember. But, but anyway, yeah, what's up, hey, Alex? Talk to us. Listen, man, I just got a couple of things I need to touch on. Um the last caller pretty much hit my first point on the head. You know, as a as a Canes fan, I think you know this is pretty a pretty exciting time for us because for one, we pretty much knew we were in line to get another head coach um, unless something drastic happened this year, which it didn't. You know, it has not. What we didn't wasn't able what was going to keep our coach. But the issue that I have is is because everybody has a candidate or two that they like they have taken to start to just kill all the other candidates, man. And, you know, before anything else, I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. That's my favorite team, period. I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, I like baseball. But, man, it's it's Miami Hurricanes all the way. And I, I just – I don't really like the fact that because we're in the, in the search for a coach, you know, we get on and dog out our own our own guys. It, you know, it, it not reminds just, me of the of the Republican presidential campaigns going on right now. You know how they're all taking I, I, each other trying to be the guy. 
Absolutely, man. And it to me, it get it, it goes too far. And I'm just saying, you know, as a Kane's family, man, we shouldn't we shouldn't turn on each other like that and start killing uh guys that have bled and sweat and tears for the for for the Miami Hurricanes. No matter who it is, I mean, if you really think about it. We we're gonna be all right if we get Butch. We're gonna be all right if we get Mario. We're gonna be all right as if we get Charlie Strong. But I mean, you can't just sit there and dog other all the other guys out, man. It just kind of goes too far, you know. So I'm all online all during the day at work on Kane Sport, you know. And I'm on there, man, and I'm just reading, you know, because I like to get other people's viewpoints. But you know, it just kind of goes you know, overboard, and we got enough people, in my opinion, nationally that take shots at us. I really believe, personally, that guys like uh, Feinbaum and people like that, Feinbaum is, is Alabama all the way. He didn't want to see Mario leave. Man, he, they would be crazy to lose Mario. They would be crazy to lose. They, they, he ain't gonna want, he don't want to see that guy leave and come back to Miami, because number one, chances are, He's gonna bring one or maybe two people off of that staff that want to get a chance to be a, a coordinator. No, you're absolutely right. So they, they got the bo- they got they got the boosters involved and everything. I'll tell you a funny story. I I was on my way to um I guess it was it was the Duke trip um the week and a half ago and I, and I I was flying through Atlanta and a Delta Airlines bought me out of my plane ticket and so I had a night flight instead of an afternoon flight. So I rented a car and I went bopping around Atlanta. I love I love the city and uh went into Buckhead to to get a little dinner. There's a restaurant there in Buckhead that I go to all the time for years and years and years and I know the guys at the at the bar and everything. So um I go in there to to, to have have a steak and I I sit down at the bar and I'm I'm bullshitting with the bartender and the guy some guy and his son sit down next to me and the guy starts talking about how he's a huge to the bartender, how he's a huge Alabama fan, and he had a big Alabama tailgate last week, and his son goes to Alabama, and his his son helps out the football staff, and his son is is, is obsessed with recruiting, and the guy has no idea who I am or whatever. I, I'm just listening to this, and, and so we, we start talking about Alabama or whatever, and, and he starts telling me how his kid worships, idolizes Mario Cristobal. So, okay. So 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 I start laughing and he says he says yeah he says we're scared to death that we're going to lose him after this year. Uh the hot rumor around Tuscaloosa is that he's going to leave and go to Miami. And so I'm laughing, you know, I said I just so happen to be from Miami and I I've, I've known I've known Mario for years and, and it, you know it's very coincidental and he's just he's going on and on and on about how panicked Alabama boosters and fans are that they're going to lose Mario Cristobal. And then I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there at dinner and I'm on my phone looking at the at the at the boards and 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 looking at posts, and I'm watching Miami fans rip the crap out of the guy, and killing him, they're killing him, like killing him, Gary, killing him, and I was laughing. Kill- I'm, I'm laughing internally because it was just so coincidental that I was in this restaurant and this guy happened to be sitting next to me who's a big Alabama booster, um, donates a lot of money to their program. So, you know, it just it, it just goes along the lines of what a couple of you guys have been saying tonight. Sometimes maybe you don't appreciate the guys you have as much as you should. I'm sitting there licking Gary Saturday night. What? Who wouldn't, if you're a Miami Hurricane fan, 
Who would not take that offensive line? I, if you can't get all of them, give me at least three of them. Who wouldn't take the defensive backs coach that they have, the linebackers coach, the D-line coach? Who wouldn't take one of them and let them come down here and work with you on the defense compared to what we've seen the last few years? I mean, are you yeah. serious? Not to mention some of the other guys that I've heard you mention who who started out with him at FIU and ended up at other coaching jobs that are coaching now. I mean, so it's obvious that he could put together a really good staff. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if that's not your first choice if you're a Canes fan. But, God, man, the guy deserved not to be crucified by us. I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting crucified because I keep pointing, I keep pointing out Absolutely. the positives. I mean, so I now they're attacking you. Well, I see the positives of the guy. I mean, I, I, I understand that there's, there's, there's a negative or two, uh, you know, that, that he's got to. Absolutely. But, but there's but, no but, Absolutely, but what candidate doesn't have any negatives? Exactly. So that's why I said. Here, I got a tip tonight. I'll I'll tell you another story. I get a tip tonight. Gary Gary Patterson is on Miami's radar screen. Okay, and and maybe, you know maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Okay, but you know take a look at Gary Patterson. As successful as he is at TCU, okay, he's been there for I think eighteen years. Okay, he hasn't, he hasn't recruited South Florida. He he's not a, a a Florida kind of guy. Why would you assume that you could transplant that guy from TCU to Coral Gables and that he's going to have the same success at the University of Miami that he's having at TCU? And this absolutely is, this is why so many people botch these coaching hires because. They just assume that you could take guys from one place and put them somewhere else, and you're going to get the same level of performance. Yeah, you could do that with Nick Saban. You could do it with Urban Meyer. But there's only a handful of those guys. Okay, you got to Absolutely. have the right you got to have a guy that understands the culture. Miami is a very unique place. Okay, and to me, that's why guys like Butch Davis, Mario Cristobal, and to a, 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 a just a slightly lesser degree because he spent so much time in South Florida, Charlie Strong. That's why those guys, to me, have an edge in this thing. And it would be very wise, to me, for Blake James and his team of advisors to take that edge into consideration when they're interviewing people for this job. Because Absolutely. It, it's an important edge. Absolutely. You can't afford, we can't afford as Kane's fans for us not to get this right. And like I said, I don't think we could go wrong with either three. I just don't like the fact that because that may not be your candidate of choice that you're going to go to resort to attacking the other ones and just go. I just think it kind of goes overboard. But my thing and my take on it is. Fit is very important. My take on it. Go ahead. I just said fit is very important. My, My take on it is. Like I said, we're in a good position because it's going to be changed. And so what we're hoping for is that they get the best, get the best candidate and that person is able to come in and get the best staff that they can possibly put together. My thing is now I want to support the team the rest of the way. I wish I was closer so I could come to more games. I'm, where do you think they may end up bowl-wise? Too soon to tell. This game this weekend is a huge game. You know, if if they 
can can run the table. Well, it might be wishful thinking, but if, if they can run the table, I think you might see them in Orlando. Okay. Well, do you think this is the toughest game out of what they have left, or is it going to be Georgia Tech? It or Pitt, for that matter. It should be the toughest game, but I think Georgia Tech, because of the way they run the ball, is going to give them problems. And I think Pittsburgh is going to give them problems because it's going to be a cold-weather game on Thanksgiving weekend, and the, the style of play of Pittsburgh has given Miami problems in the Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, Gary. Like I said, man, I look forward to always checking on your boards every day. I value the other Canes fans' opinions. I read them. But like I said, I just feel like as a Canes, Miami Hurricanes fan, man, I think we just kind of go too far if it's not the candidate by our choice. I was reading even on there when they were trashing uh, the uniform Saturday. Man, those uniforms were hot. That was sweet. You know, it was a different flavor. And I think we got to keep in mind, we were on board with jumping and grabbing that Adidas money. And you remember, everybody was saying Adidas wanted to make us like Oregon. So, man, they're going to come up with all kinds of different schemes as far as colors and uniforms and stuff like that. So you can't just dog them out. I know I bought mine, and before I knew it, man, they were sold out in minutes. They were well, sold you, out you in know, minutes. Uniforms are always in the eye of the beholder, what one person likes, another might not. You know, it's, it's, it's like a suit or a dress or an outfit or – you know, what you might wear out to the club on Saturday night, I might not, you know. But, you know, but, but, but the criticism of some of these people that are part of the, of the Hurricane family that are coaches uh, and just reckless, baseless criticism. I mean, look, you want to have a debate and you want to say Mario Cristobal is not as seasoned or experienced as a football coach as Butch Davis – there's no issues with that. I mean, that's that's a solid debate on on a on a fundamental issue. But the, the, the venom, the the venom and the attacks that we're seeing on 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 him are just absurd. Absolutely, absolutely. I just think it just kind of goes too far, man. You know. So I just, you know, I wish as as a fan base we could come together. And just let it kind of play out. I know everybody wants the candidate of their choice to be the coach, you know, and I'm I'm indifferent. I'm okay if Mario is the coach. I'm going to be okay if Butch is the coach. I'm going to be okay if Charlie Strong is the coach. But I'm not going to sit here and say if they go with Mario that I don't want the Cuban golden and stuff like that, man. I just think that goes way too far. And we yeah. are much more classy as a fan base to go there. Should be. And Absolutely. We have been – We've enjoyed more success than a lot of, lot of teams and colleges ever will have, and they could never be us. So, I mean, we just got to be like that, man. You got it. All right, hey, thank you for being part of the show. I appreciate you, Gary. You got it, man. See you we next week, man. Yep, we appreciate you too. Give us a call next week. All right, 646-595-2048. Remember, hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to... The 626, you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, it's Justin. Hey, what's up, Justin? Not much. AKA Kane's fan and Kelly. Been a member of Kane Sport since October of 2003, so I want to thank you for all you've done over the 12 years. No, thank you, man. You guys make it happen. I really appreciate it. I uh, love the show. Uh, great callers. The guy that's called from Arkansas, he's been on uh, often, so he's always got great takes and. 
But uh, <clears throat> just had a couple things to uh, wanted to chat with you about. What's going on with these uh, face mask penalties? I've noticed they've been coming out of the woodwork and killing a field position, extending drives, et cetera. I was just wondering if you had any information on that. It's just a little bit of a lack of discipline. You know, I, you know, just something they need to be more aware of. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. No, I know. I and and it's just that it kind of been coming out of nowhere. And I think the ACC officials have always been killing us. And I've posted on that a hundred times on the on the message boards. But uh, Ron Cherry and his staff, et cetera. But uh, I know they always go after us. But it just seemed like that's been popping up out of nowhere and kind of killing us. And you know, putting these games in jeopardy. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I just I wanted to talk about that. And then as far as the uh, coaching um, search and that kind of thing, I've been on the fence. been kind of going pro-butch this whole time, but I I think uh, I'm leaning towards Mario just for the simple fact is that, you know, maybe he didn't have the pedigree, but what he did with FIU, considering basically you're saying his uh, situation was there with the weight room and the closet and that kind of thing, I thought, you know, you're not going to get the results on the field probably. And considering what he did in a short time, I thought it was, was, was pretty decent. Um, he's learned under Saban for the last three years. I think we need to capitalize on that. And the fact that he's a Miami alum, the guy that's going to work passionately. And, you know, maybe Blake James made the mistake. Maybe he did it. Maybe he thought all along that, hey, this guy's going to come back in a few years, maybe. You know, maybe it was some mastermind, you know, plan that, maybe he's going to come back and, you know, bring the Alabama blueprint, right? So I think we need to capitalize on that and bring him back, and we know he's going to work effortlessly, tirelessly, and I think we need to, uh, you know, take advantage of that. What do you think? If he gets the job, I totally agree with you. I mean, no one will outwork him, that's for sure, and no one will outpassion him. He will live, breathe, and die that job every second he has it. Right. I feel bad for, and, I feel bad for his kids. Yeah, you know, uh, I think they're yeah. gonna have to get used to get used to to dad not being around that much. But you know, beyond beyond that, there's nobody in the country yeah. that'll out, outwork that guy. Yeah, no, and I think that there's, so. The real like surface pro cons is that you know maybe the con is that he's not an X and O guy, never was a coordinator. Um, and I, and I get that. You know, you 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 like kind of a wizard mastermind on either side of the ball to come in. Um, but I think the fact that what you've also alluded to is that he's put together stats that, you know, at FIU of guys that have gone on and, and have, have, you know, now prominent roles in different programs and what whatnot. So I think he put together a dynamite staff, assuming he had all the resources. I know he'd probably vet that out with the, with the, with the university as well as the university vetting him out, of course, but considering, if, you know, if he had all the resources that he needed, I know he'd put together a pretty dynamic staff and, and pretty pretty much surprise us with maybe pulling some guys from other, you know, not only rec- a great recruiter from recruiting high school kids, and but but also recruiting coaches. So I think people will will gravitate towards him and and uh, you know I think you know coaches will want to play. I mean, will want to you know, work with him and, and co- of course kids will want to play for him. So. I think at the end of the day, if you look, you you know, you weigh it all out, Butch is a, a hot commodity right now, a sexy, a sexy hire. I think 
from a, a, a marketing campaign standpoint, putting butts in the seats, selling, you know, obviously tickets, raising money. That's huge, and that's obviously got to be probably the only reason why he's still probably there and why it's still, uh, 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 you know, they're still looking at this. Um, but I still think if you look at it, look at the long term, I think I think right now we got to go with Mario and uh, let him let him get to work. So hopefully that's happening behind the scenes and, you know, looking forward to, you know, reading your uh, updates and whatnot. And hopefully, you know, we get some breaking news pretty soon because I think they need to get on it quick, right? And yeah, I guess I'm, not, ex- I'm would... not expecting anything go before ahead. Thanksgiving, just being honest. I, I'd be very surprised if it was before Thanksgiving. Okay. No, and I guess that's what's going to be my last question is, is there any significance as far as recruiting? You know, I mean, obviously I think the sooner the better, right? But obviously you want to get the right hire. But if they kind of know their guy, I mean, it, it's pretty much – and what basically what you're saying is if they offered it to Mario, he would take it, right? Oh, there's no question. Right. So I think we need to come to that conclusion and, you know, weigh out everything. But, again, I think long-term he's the best bet. And, and like I said, bring that Alabama blueprint um, – now, if he did come, would he would he replace uh, Swazi? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance. I think there's going to be some feelings that are potentially hurt in the equation through all this. You know, I mean, anybody coming in is going to look at this program and say they've been underachieving here, and I need to bring in my sure. guys and 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 make some changes. And yeah, I think there's some long-standing guys that have been in this program that 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 might have their feelings hurt a, a little bit. Sure, sure. No, and and I think I think you're right. And but I would like to keep maybe like a, a KB at, at wide receivers coach. I think he's done a great job. Uh, Ice Harris, I think, has done a great job. Um, and uh, probably Coley, if you know, if we could work that out somehow um, as maybe a QB coach. And I'd like to see Hurley Brown stay. <laughs> They're and, not uh, going to keep the whole coaching staff. There's no chance. <laughs> Well, no, but but if you think about it, well, Hurley's a new guy, half, and he's a great recruiter. Half, just, you just named every half the staff. You didn't leave out too many right, guys. I would keep, that's four guys. Four guys, five guys. I would keep four or five guys. It's not happening. There's no way. You might see <laughs> one or two, Cap. All right, all right. Well, you know, again, I think some of those guys definitely have done a good job, and, you know, they've created some local ties, and so you can't discount that. But I hear what you're saying. Um But, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see what happens and develops. But it'll, it'll uh tend to get job right it'll 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 depend it'll depend who gets the job all right let me let some other guys get on here we've only got about 20 minutes left so let me um let me try to let some other guys get on and give us a call next week all right gary thank you got it thanks for being part of the show all right let's go to the um the 239 you're now live on kane sport live hi gary uh thank you for taking my call i wanted to touch base with you just going to a little bit a little bit of detail about Butch Davis, who's been out of coaching for some period of time. We know that recruiting has changed since when he was recruiting. The style of football that attracts kids seems to have changed. Read option, all of the throwing the ball around, and uh, Butch never took quite that approach. I would assume that he would hire an, a coordinator who, who would, in general, mirror his philosophy that he had when he coached at North Carolina and at Miami. Do you feel that that Butch Davis, that perhaps the game may have, in some respects, passed him by? 
because there's I don't think there's I don't think that there's really any such thing. It, it, it's like you, you hire coordinators based on the systems you want to run. If if you if you're going to you're not going to hire the same offensive coordinator if you want to run the spread as you would hire if you want to run a, a pro style offense. So, you know, you have right. to decide what what you want, what type of offense you want, and then you go out and you get yourself the best coordinator you can get who knows how to teach that system and operate that system. And so I, I don't think it would be fair to say any game has passed him by. I mean, I, I think defensively, he, he is obviously he, where he's got his greatest foundation. I don't think, you know, he would have any, any issues there, you know, in, in, in running a defense. I mean, maybe, maybe the spread is a little bit more prevalent than it was the last time he was a head coach. And he might have to work on some things there, but uh, no, I don't, I don't think that would be a fair statement. Do you think that uh, recruiting the kids, the kids now, as opposed to a decade ago, do you think there's that big of a difference in terms of how to reach out to the kids? I think the biggest difference Butch... is that the high school kids of South Florida they don't really know Butch Davis. I mean, they they know they, right. they know of him a little bit, and they they probably heard people talk about him, but they don't know him the way they know Mario Cristobal, who's been recruiting their high school for the for the last right. you know ten years or well not maybe not mm-hmm. ten but six and three, nine years. I mean, you know, Mario's been in every high school in South Florida for the last nine years. That's why, you know, when you see us do these stories with the high school coaches and the recruits and stuff, and you see how they all are supporting Mario and saying that they hope Mario gets a job, that's because they know Mario. You know, he's been recruiting their schools. Well, the other question that I have for you is, let's just assume, uh, and this is just obviously an assumption, that Butch Davis is the person who gets hired and he's 64 years old. How many years do we really get out of this? And as a member of the board of trust, wouldn't you be thinking, I'm going to get nine years or 10 years out of this, at which point we're going to be right back to where we are right now? I think realistically you'd be thinking five or six, but you know, I, I think they got to get the best guy right now. And, and, yeah, you know, but I understand even though Butch's resume might stand out a little bit, why they would be concerned about hiring him. And I think ultimately, if I had to make a bet right now, it would be that he would not get the job. I mean, if I had to go to the window, if I'm sitting in a sports book in Vegas and I had to go to the window right now and, and, and make a bet on whether Butch Davis will get the job, I would probably bet no right now because of no. the, because of the concerns that they have about the NCAA stuff at North Carolina because of the fact that anybody with intelligence is going to assume that it was virtually impossible that he knew absolutely nothing about it, even though he was exonerated. And um, the the judgment that he used in hiring John Blake, who everybody in, in, in college sports knows what that guy is all about, whether they work at the NCAA or don't. And I think that's being looked at as a big red flag, and for those reasons, I, I would bet right now that he does not get the job. But, so, if, but if they but if they look past it all and they give him the job, I mean, let's be honest, it's going to be like there's going to be parades in South Florida. I mean, you look sure. at the I mean that the you know the fans are going to go crazy. I, you know, at least seventy percent want him. Right. So if you had to go to the window right now. And pick your front runner for who's going to be the next coach. Who, who do you think that would be? It's tough. You know why? I'm going to tell you why it's tough. 
Cristobal is going to get an interview, and I, yeah. I just I, I know how the guy operates. He is going to blow them away in that interview. Okay, yeah. it's going to it's going to be like when when Butch got the job. Paul D was on his way to Arizona to interview another candidate, and he stopped yeah. in Dallas. Somebody, one of the trustees, said, "Hey, can you do can you do us a favor and can you stop in Dallas and just interview Butch Davis, Jimmy's? I think it was I don't know if it was Jimmy that was calling, or you know, people were calling on Butch's behalf, and and it, you know, can can you stop in Dallas on the way to Arizona and, and interview Butch Davis? And you know what happened? Paul D. He stopped in Arizona. I mean, he stopped in Dallas." And he was so blown away by his interview with Butch that he canceled the, he canceled his trip to Arizona, never went and interviewed the next candidate, flew back home to South Florida and told the trustees, I've got my guy. And they hired Butch for the job. And well, Mario Cristobal interviews for this job, there's a chance to me that the same thing could happen because I think he's yeah. going to walk into that room so prepared for that interview and 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 he is going to say so many of the right things, and he is going to show so much of what he has learned in the last three years under Nick Saban, combined with his experience at FIU as a head coach. And and I think he's a candidate that's going to have to be respected in this race. Now, is he ultimately going to yeah. get the job? That re- the, you know the, the 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 gap that he has in his resume, where. Having just been a head coach at FIU, and the question, is that enough, is the only thing that I could see holding him back from emerging as right. as, as the top candidate in this job. And if that happens, right. I think the next guy that's standing there is Charlie Strong. And okay. he doesn't – he doesn't have that gap, and he can. He can. He's got the track record of recruiting South Florida. That you know, everybody knows Charlie Strong in the high schools throughout South Florida, and he's got a lot going for him as a candidate for this job. I think Charlie Strong is a better candidate for the job at Miami than than maybe any other school in the country, except maybe. Uh, Florida or, or or Florida State, if you wanted to include those. So, right. you know, right now I'm pretty focused on those guys. Uh, I I do think that there will be others that could get into the mix here as the season draws closer to an end, and that's why I think they will wait. Uh, and you know, we've we've thrown you've seen our hot board. We have got a million names on there. Any of those guys yep. to me could become candidates. I think Kevin Sumlin is in trouble at Texas A&M. He doesn't have too many years left. He might find this job appealing to look into. That wouldn't shock me. Um, I mentioned Gary Patterson, although I really would be very, very surprised if he were interested. But a guy that I think might be interested is Rich Rodriguez. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Arizona has not been a good fit for him. He hasn't been able to totally get over the hump there. He's a very well-thought-of football coach. Uh, so he's a guy that could try to throw his name into the Miami mix. Uh, obviously, Tom Herman as the hot candidate right now in college football is going to be thrown Miami's way by by the, the, the search firm that they're using. Um, you could bet the ranch mm-hmm. on that, that his name's going to be discussed. I wouldn't be shocked if he right. got an interview. So there's going to be other guys, um, but – you know, right now I'm very focused on Cristobal and I'm very focused on Charlie Strong uh, because they just they seem to have an edge over all these other candidates that might emerge right. around the country because of their ties to the high schools and the yeah. coaches and everything else in South Florida. Sure. 
All righty. Well, I All thank right. you for your for your allowing me to participate. Nope. Thank you for calling in. Give us a call Take again care. next week. All right. Let's go to the two hundred two. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. So how you doing, Gary? Doing good. Good. First time caller. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Glad you called. Thanks a lot, man. You do a very good job. Um, you know, uh, I look forward to Tuesdays now. Well, uh, I'm we got a couple of good you, questions. Glad you do. I, well, actually, I got a couple of quick statements. Um, I feel like the disdain for for Mario comes from. I, I think it's, it's it's weird. It's it's a lot of a lot of it is animosity towards Golden and Blake James, and I think what they look at is we cannot have another situation of Golden again where someone doesn't have the experience and they're learning on the job and also what statistical or excuse me, what schematic or strategic advantage does Mario present to you other than out out work and out out recruit out recruit you, you know? Uh well, to, his his relationships I mean he's, he's he, his relationships in South Florida trump any other candidate. I mean there's nobody even even in the same stratosphere Unless you want to include Charlie Strong, but Charlie Strong doesn't have the same relationships in South Florida that Mario has. I mean, of of right. of, of the assistant coach pool in the country, there there's nobody that's got the, the pedigree of recruiting South Florida that this guy has. I mean, think about okay, it. Now, now, think now, about I, it. He's head coach at FIU for six years, right? So he's recruiting right. every high school in the state. He knows everybody right. now. Now, Gary. Now, I want to throw this out there. All of these coaches are saying Mario Cristobal because they want their guys to get a look, and also they they're looking to, to get a job out of this too. No, let's let's not act like that's not uh, you know the, the elephant in the room as well. But at the same time, uh, if Mario goes, you know, let's say he goes five and seven, and then he goes seven and five or eight and four. Then everybody's going to say, "Oh, this is the same situation all over again." I feel like we have to get a guy, and it's it's really, honestly, in my opinion, there's no candidate out there that's a that's a slam dunk, like you said. Every candidate has their issues. Like Charlie Strong, he has not beat anyone except for Florida, and in the, in the Sugar Bowl, and he's definitely not beaten anyone without Bridgewater. So it's a lot of concerns. But I think with Mario, everybody's so caught up with. You know, oh, he went to Alabama. He's learned so much, and he can recruit and everything. Well, so did Derek Dooley. So did Will Muschamp. I think the only really successful assistant coach that Saban had is Jimbo Fisher. Hey, well, look at what – wait, time out for a minute. Look at what inexact science this is. I mean, Will Muschamp – I agree, I agree. agree. Will Muschamp is a poster boy for how messed up the coaching hiring process is. I mean, they made him the coach in waiting at Texas. Okay, I mean, he's the darling of assistant coaches. They, they committed to him at one of the most um, high-profile programs in the country, and then he gets hired away and gets the head coaching job at Florida before he's ever been a head coach. And you see where that got Florida. You know, the, the, exactly. This, and, and, this is far from an is, exact science. My thing is with Mario, and I agree with everything you're saying. But my thing is, my concern is. He hasn't been a head coach long enough, and they're saying, oh, you know, he's going to bring in the recruits and he's going to get this guy and get that guy. Okay, well, if all of this doesn't work, right, with Mario, I think think that he's the biggest risk because if this doesn't work out, they're going to say, well, what the hell do you think? They hired an offensive line coach 
from Alabama who has no history of coordinating anything. You know what I mean? And we can't, uh, to a head coach, like in all facets, recruiting, uh, scheming, game planning, everything, we have to have everything because we're already at a disadvantage with, with uh, what we can provide as far as from a facility standpoint or a stadium standpoint. So we have to get it right with the staff. I agree with what you said. The staff is the most important thing. And I'm hearing that he'll bring Mel Tucker, right? Well, Mel Tucker had the worst defense in Chicago Bears history. He's horrible. And you just you just you just can't you can't justify Mel Tucker. Okay, are you and, are you sure are you sure that Mel Tucker Mel Tucker no, no, is I'm not, not I'm, I'm, are you, are you sure that Mel Tucker would be being looked at as a defensive coordinator? Well, from 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 the word that's going around on the net. Yeah, but uh, how does anybody Mel, know that? No, no. I, well, Mel Tucker's the DB coach at Alabama. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's defensive coordinator. Isn't right, he? But for, isn't he also their special teams coordinator, if I'm not mistaken? I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I do know for a fact that DB uh, DB coach, and I, I, from what I heard, Mario likes him and likes him enough to, to considering him for the coordinator. And my whole thing I, is, I would it, bet the ranch, and I have no idea, but I would right, bet the right. ranch not as defensive coordinator. It might be for a staff well, position. Yeah, as DB coach, okay, cool. But I feel like we, if anything, if like 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 you said several times, if Mario gets hired. He has to have a monster calling plays on both sides of the ball. And I feel like he'll put a good staff together, but the most important people on your football team are the ones that call the plays, period. You know, because you can teach them all well, you want during the week. If you don't dial up the correct defense against this particular play, it doesn't matter. You have, them kind of if you have a head coach that's not a specialist in that regard, he must have great coordinators, no doubt about exactly. it. Exactly. I agree 100%. I definitely agree. And um, I, like I said, um. You know, long-time listener, first-time caller, just wanted to call for the first time and express my concerns um, and hope everyone, uh, you know, hope we all I – just, I, just, I just want us all to enjoy the candidate, um, you know, to, to be behind the candidate. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen, but, uh, you know, we it has to be better than it was on the goal. That, that was a well, good ho- joke. Hopefully it'll uh, happen when the hire is made. Right, right, right. You know, I, I, I made the analogy to the Republican presidential race earlier, and it, it's really not a bad analogy – because what's going to happen is you have in in, the, in that you have all these guys beating their heads up against each other. I think they have sixteen, seventeen candidates left. But one guy yeah. is one guy is going to emerge, you know, six months from now or whatever, you know, whatever. Yep. And and I think you're then you're going to see everybody who's a Republican rally around that one guy. And and I think that you know you should have that expectation here. At least, hopefully, that'll be the case. That when they pick their guy, that the fan base will rally around that guy, as opposed to trying to tear him down and uh, before he yeah. even cooks the game. That would really I, be. I, I just, I just that would be leave you with this, Gary. On the fan base, to be honest with you. I, I just want to leave you with this, Gary. We're scared to death of Mario because of that record at FIU. Not a lot of head, successful head coaching experience, record-wise. I mean, on the field, and we're we're scared to death because if you go. Uh, Coker, Shannon, Golden, and Crystal Ball, and none of them were really highly qualified to be head coaches in the first place. You already know what everybody's going to say, Gary. They're going to they're going to hey, say, "Oh, fair, they don't know fair, what the hell they're doing." Fair enough, and I and 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 that I believe is the reason why, with all respects to what Football Scoop put out today, I don't believe he is the top candidate right now. And and I think that's the only thing holding him back. And whether it's something he can overcome in the interview process, we'll find out. Yeah, and, and, and once again, 
ideal situation, as far as I'm concerned, the ideal situation, and it won't happen, but a, a, a Butch Mario combo because. You know, Butch give you your oh, five, was, stabilize everything. Listen, and then, like you said, it, it, clean it, up. If I'm Blake James, I'm sitting those two in a room. And I'm saying, let's make this work. I mean, Absolutely. I totally agree. That's the perfect storm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Gary. Thanks for, thanks for uh, filling my phone call, and I'll call back next week, and you have a good night. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of it. Let's go to the uh, 813. You're on Kane Sport Live. Gary, man, this is uh, this is phenomenal. Let me just tell you, I'm a first-time caller. been listening to the show forever, and um, you do a phenomenal job. So all my Canes fans, you know, we, we got to do what the guy earlier was talking about, Gary. And regardless of the circumstances, we have to trust our administration is going to do the right thing. I mean, you've said it. They're going to hire the right guy because we have way too much pride. Our program has way too much success for us to not get this hire right. And, you know, I got a couple of thoughts that, that I want to get off my chest and, you know, obviously I want you to chime in. But if you look at our history, right, when we get the right coach, regardless of their quote-unquote experience and stuff like that, as long as they hire the right people, you can look at, at this team, you know, and I'm sitting here watching the replay of the Duke game, right, this team should win nine games, right, if you look at this year's team. But where we are not strong is on the offensive and defensive line. And I think between that position and our defensive backs either being coached right or picking some better players, that's one thing that, that this coach has to get right. And, you know, we're, if we're talking about it, then we know that these candidates are going to come prepared to talk about that. So the first question I have for you, I mean, if you talk about defensive and offensive line or maybe just top recruiters that whoever this coach is, whether it's Mario, it's Butch, um, Charlie Strong, who were some of the top recruiters that, you know, could, could get us a defensive alignment that we need. And, you know, the first thing that always pops into my mind is Ed Ogeron because, I mean, the guy's a bit crazy, but you know what? He knows how to get the best out of that position. So can you share your thoughts with me about that? And I, I got a couple other points. Wait, I'm I'm confused. You're asking me what assistant coach? Yeah, I mean, just a top recruiter that could get us some defensive alignment that, you know, can, can actually play the game. Man, that's a, you know that's a great question. I mean, everybody would say or Orgeron by default, and I don't think you're going to get him on the staff here. Uh, I have no idea whatsoever who any of these candidates would bring as their defensive line coach. I mean, I, I absolutely zero idea. So it's really hard for me to answer that question. Okay, well, I, I stumped you, so I'm, I'm not mad because you know you're you're all knowing. Um, I mean, when you when you you know all the frustration that everybody's expressing, I think we all ha- have a right to. And, and you know, a couple of callers have talked about you know bashing coaches, and you know I've been a Hurricane fan forever. And you know, as I sit here and again I, I'm watching this game, I'm just looking at, at this team, and you know all the points have already been made. So I just got to get th- this little piece off my chest. Whether it's Bush, whether it's Mario, there's a candidate, and you said it you know, that's going to come out of left field, you know, because, you know, you look at the Butch hire, I don't think they're going to make the same mistake. And Mario and both Butch have something very unique. And this hire has to have some South Florida ties regardless. So, you know, when you hear funny names like Herman and, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, anybody who doesn't have South Florida ties, they don't get it. You know, it, it's a very unique situation. Um, down here in, in, in South Florida, and, and I, I grew up down there and watched all the Kane games. So um, I, I just have to tell everybody, look, support the school. If you're a Kane fan and you believe orange and green, trust that the administration is going to get this right. 
um, and, and understand that at the end of the day, we're going to get back to success. You know, everybody knows that you get the right guy here, he's going to hire the right staff, we get all the right recruits from the offensive side, and really our struggle is on the defensive side. So I just want to get that off my chest because, again, I mean, everybody's already made their points. I appreciate you having me on. You continue to do a great job, man. So um, keep it up and then keep me on hold while we finish out. Thanks. All right, man. Yep. Thank, thanks for being part of the show. All right. Um, hey, uh, we're kind of at the end of the line here. I, I've got a few guys left that, that still haven't been on. I'm going to I'm gonna try to bring you on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you like a minute each to, to make whatever points it was that, that you wanted to make real quick, and, and, and then we're going to go to bed. So uh, let me start in the 770. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Yep. Doing good. Shoot. You got a minute. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, go. All right. This is TC uh, calling from uh, Atlanta. Just want to make a, a quick point here. Um, I know that we are thinking about making a rash decision about bringing in a new coach. I'm going to just throw a left fill out there to you. How about Coach Mark Rick from Georgia? Has anyone mentioned his name? Oh, yeah. If, his name's name- his name's being mentioned. I personally don't think he's a great fit for Miami, um, but his name's being thrown around because he's in trouble at Georgia. You think he's a great fit? Just the the, the lifestyle, the kind of guy he is. Um, you know, he's gotten very very into religion and 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 the church there in Athens, and uh, it's going to be a hard thing for him to leave. There's a big community attachment there, and things, like, and to just pick up and come down to Miami and and try to get this thing going here. I just I personally don't see it. Uh, I don't think it's a good fit for him based on just the life he's carved out for himself in Athens. Okay. All right, hey, give gotcha. us give us a call give us a call next week, okay? A little earlier. All right, thanks for your time, Gary. Right. You have a good night. You too. All right, five four one. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how you doing? Doing good. You got a minute? What's up? Saying, I think we need a little Mario Cristobal. I think he'll get the energy that we need. Al Goldenhire was a mistake. I mean, uh, we we had to go last minute, dig in the cooler to get a coach because we got dicked over. But I mean, he got us through what we need to get through. Now we need the energy to push us forward, and that's all I want to say. I'm for Mario Cristobal. All right, man. Give us a call next week. I appreciate you, Gary. No sweat. Thank you. Appreciate you, too. And there's no question with Mario Cristobal, you get energy. All right. Let's go to the 850. You're on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice. All right. Uh, Let's go to the 205. You're on Kane Sport Live. Oh, oh. What's up, Gary? Hey, you're late. What's up, Slaughter? Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. Nothing, man. I, it's just a quick little statement, man. Um, just for McCain brothers I mean, and sisters, just think about this. We're in a great place right now. We got three great candidates, Mario, Butch, and Strong, or whoever else out of left field. We're in a great place. Either, either one of those guys can succeed at Miami. So just look at it like that. And, you know, like you said, quit bashing, you know, quit bashing the guy that you don't, that you don't like. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, he may get the job done that we all want, and that's wins. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't want to stay long. I just want to make that little statement, man, and I'm going to try to call earlier next week so I can touch on some topics, man. You got it, man. Do it. 
Oh, we'll talk to you next, right. next, tu- next Tuesday. All right, last call of the night. Let's go to the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's up, man? This is Maddie Kane. I love Kane. What's up, Maddie? What, you, what Listen, you got for us? Listen, give me a minute. What can we do? I love being at Sunlight Stadium. We got to be able to get fans in there somehow other than winning. Can we give away free tickets to youth well, programs? I, I, yeah, I, t- I, I talked about this earlier. Number one, you got to fix the product, okay? Let's be honest, okay? They haven't had a representative product since they moved to Sun Life. Okay, so I don't think they have any idea whether they could be successful at Sun Life because they've never put the right product in front of the sports fans of South Florida. So that's number one. Number two, they got to stop killing people with the pricing. Uh, I mean, I know people that that have tried to buy sideline seats on the north side that are being asked to pay $200 plus per ticket. That's absolutely absurd. This isn't the NFL. Um, you you got to get the ticket prices down in – the areas of the stadium that you're not finding the demand for them. That's that that's number two. You got to shut down the upper deck end zones, except for the big games where you open them up section by section as you're able to sell tickets in them. Tarp those things, make them look appealing so that when the blimp shines down on the stadium up above, it's it's seeing something that's visually appealing. Move those people that are sitting upstairs and all spaced out all over the place. Get them into the lower deck and and consolidate the fans that are at the game so it doesn't look the way it does. If they do all right, that, I read, I read that, it'll I read be a much better. But why don't why don't they do? I don't understand why they don't do anything. Why don't they give give some the tickets away? To the kids I have around. no idea. They, they, you know, they botched this thing when they moved to Sun Life. They fixed it to a degree, and now they went back and botched it again. I I can't explain it. I don't know. Yeah, if we could get kids involved in in hurricane football and and they grow up on it, you know, we got to build more fans here. You know, there's only like 30, 25 to 30 hardcore, real-deal Canes fans. we got to build more somehow. You're not going to get them charging the type of money that they're charging oh, for those tickets. Because those kids of aren't course. looking to go in the game and sit in the upper deck end zone. Yeah. Hey, Gary, great job, man. Keep it up. All right, man. I love your work. You got it. Thanks for being right. part of the show. All right, guys, great show tonight. I uh, want to thank everybody that called in. Uh, also want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor this evening, Nuts.com, and uh, those of you that haven't uh, tried out their products yet, you got a great opportunity here to to go online to Nuts.com. Use the code name Kane uh, when you go there, and they will give you four free samples of their products, a $15 value uh, when you make your first order. So uh, thank you, Nuts.com, for being part of the show. And let's see, we're off to North Carolina in a couple days. This is going to be an interesting game, guys. It really is. Um, Obviously, will be the the game that shapes the season, uh, most likely. Uh, If you win this game, you you got a shot to to go to the ACC championship game. If you don't, you're a middle-of-the-pack ACC team, uh, underachieving yet again. And uh, obviously, with a new coach coming in, uh, looking for a complete overhaul. Uh, which you'll probably get either way anyway. So anyway, um, that's it for this week. I'll see you guys uh, next Tuesday night. And those of you that'll be in North Carolina, um, make sure you say hello. I'll be down there on the field before the game. Good night, everybody.